guys, welcome back to the Blood and Black Rum podcast. Uh, I'm Ryan from the Moon is Dead world, and I'm joined by my lovely partner, Vanna White, I'm, I mean, uh, Chris Martin. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> uh, we're here today um, to discuss a film that has been blowing up the box office. A uh, new kind of horror film. <laughs> and Yeah, a new kind of horror film. One that has uh, had many uh, fans and detractors alike battling it out. They're du- duking it out as to who's who's right and who's wrong. Especially on social media. I've seen that a lot. And of course I'm talking about Batman versus Superman. No. Batman v. Superman. V Superman. That's, uh, without, that's without, actually with, it. Even without the, no dot either that's for not. the V. It's I know. Like, I wanted to bring that up uh, as my, my biggest complaint. The thing that I really dislike the most about Batman versus Superman is that it's it's missing the S on it. And almost never do you see verses stylized with just a V. With just a just a plain old V. You never never see that. You see a VS, see a, a V with a period sometimes. Not not always, but this is like the new like Scandinavian way of doing verses <laughs> or something like that. Just with a just a plain old V. Batman V Superman. I thought it was Batman Five Superman. Batman <laughs> That could be confusing to some people. <laughs> Dawn of Justice. Batman Five Superman Dawn of Justice. And there's not even a colon after like Batman V Superman to like signify the Dawn of Justice as the secondary part. I don't yeah, I mean it, when it's stylized <laughs> in the movie itself, I don't think there is a, col- a semicolon because, or I mean a, a colon because I think the way it's written is like Batman v Superman and underneath it is Dawn of Justice. I know, so but they felt not- the need, they didn't feel the need <laughs> to have a colon. But So I think people have been putting it in there. I would. just uh, Yeah, and I don't know if that's actually the case for like, and anyway, who needs <laughs> Dawn of Justice? Just Batman yeah. v Superman was probably good enough. Because the, they're telling you, hey guys, Justice League's coming. Yeah. One of these days, it's coming. Yeah, because there's like multiple hints at it, like throughout. It's not hints, it's coming. Whether you like well, it or yeah, we know it's coming. <laughs> Justice League is coming, but they 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 learn from Disney and Marvel, like, oh maybe we should plan eight films out, like Yeah. You know, and we better get into it now. Look at all the fucking money they're making. <laughs> all the money which, and all the Which man. We thought Disney needs more money. Yeah, someone, someone at Disney was sitting around, and like their boss came in, and they're like, "Disney needs more money." Like, they do, and they're like, they're "Like we always need more money." We're, We're gonna build bit. another theme park in in Minnesota, and uh, <laughs> in Walla Walla, Washington. <laughs> so the guy was tasked with coming up with his his the next big hit, and he's like. I don't know. I mean, we already did Harry Potter. I mean, did they? No, no, I'm no, just kidding. They've already done Harry Potter. It's like, and it's like, what more do you want from us? Like, I mean, we just bought Marvel. We just bought Star Wars. Like, can we reboot Homeward Bound or something? <laughs> Maybe that, like, get new dogs. Well, it's CGI now. You wouldn't have actual CGI dogs. You, you wouldn't have actual live. Uh, no, 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 no live animals. Dubbed in with Kirstie Alley's voice or something like that. No, no, it was Sally Field. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I was gonna say it was Sally Field's Michael J. Fox, and I don't remember who the old no, uh, the old Golden Retriever was. No, I don't remember. But yeah, they wouldn't. They would use CGI now to do that. So they probably they can't reboot Homer Bound, so that's out. So so they got to do something else. So he comes up with you know, let's do Marvel. 
Let's uh, let's just just take every single Marvel comic that we can think of, and just get somebody. And then then he called his underling, and he's like, "Get me somebody, <laughs> anybody, Paul Rudd, Ant Man, now." <laughs> I can kind of see how that would be the thought of it, because, like I said when I was talking to you when we were watching Batman v Superman, talking about, like, the films, it's like, okay, like, for Marvel's side, it makes sense, like, Captain, Thor, Iron Man, that, and I'm like, now that uh, Civil War's coming out, and because they don't own the rights to X-Men films or Spider-Man, so they can't do those, you nope. so, it's like, after Civil War's coming out, it's like, man, who are we doing next? Stu Black Panther or Doctor Strange! Do the, yeah, the ones that people don't know that As, well, but... And then, like, if you're really bottom of the barrel, which Daredevil's not, but he's getting, after the Ben Affleck film, yeah. he got knocked down to Netflix status, and it's the same thing with, you know, now Luke Cage is getting his own... It, except for, I mean, technically, Netflix status is not that bad now. Well, no, it's not. It's it's not, but, like, it's, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, you're getting... Like you're you're getting, not getting a, your own film, you're getting a Netflix show instead. Yeah. Which I guess is better than the DC. Well, it, the DC version is like we got Superman, we got Batman, we got Wonder Woman, Green Arrow. You're going on the CW. Yeah, well, I mean, it's better than than having a CW show or getting knocked down to like ABC and CBS, where we have like Superwoman and Superwoman's on CBS now. And uh, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. And then you've got uh, Marvel's Agent Carter, who I guess the show is really good. Uh, or, that's what I've heard. Isn't I didn't Fo- watch it. Isn't that on Fox? Or? Uh, I, that's on ABC, I believe. Oh, is it? So, and I bet I guess. Oh yeah, no, no, good, no, it does make sense because Disney owns but ABC. But no one watched it, so there's you know, and and with those types of networks, like you're not getting watched, you're gone. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're getting rid what, of. Why, why do you think NCIS is still fucking on TV? Because <laughs> your moms watch it. That's, <laughs> that's why my mom watches uh, it. The, the Navy can't get you know figure out all these damn crimes. Still, I. <laughs> I literally, uh, the other day, I was sitting, I was at my mom's house, and I was like, I bet you I can name every single show that you watch on CBS. And so I just went through, and I was like, NCIS, NCIS, uh, New Orleans, NCIS, uh, Los Angeles, Criminal Minds, Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, CSI Cyber, uh, uh, see, like, that, it's like, it's like what they did to Law and Order, which the original Law and Order I loved, and I was... So sad. When Solid was, courtroom dramas. I was sad as hell when they canceled it. Because uh, Sam Watterson is Jack McCoy's. Hang him high, McCoy is always going to be the man. I mean, but, you know, like, SVU's still on. I never really cared for SVU because they got, like, 30 fucking d- different detectives in there trying to figure out rape cases. Yeah, and that was always ripped from the headlines. And then and that was, like, designed to pull the heartstrings yeah. of, like... Middle-aged moms. The only the only SVU episode that I remember being really good and memorable is the one that Robin Williams starred in as the rapist of the week. (laughs) They have those in that show. And and then uh, Criminal Intent, I never really bothered watching. I I did like Criminal. I watched a few episodes, but it's like this is basically the same thing as regular Law and Order. It is, yeah. Why do you need a a separate one? And then they had Trial by Jury, which I never watched, but only lasted lasted only a season. It was basically just the courtroom part, and it's like. Did you really need that as a spinoff? And what was the other one? They had Law and Order... Uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles, yeah, which think? only lasted for... A season. A season. But, yeah, yeah, well, I like Vincent D'Onofrio, so that's why I liked... <laughs> that's why I liked uh, Criminal Intent, Intent, even man. though he's fucking nuts. <laughs> Still like him. But, yeah, so... I, yeah, I mean, you get... 
You either get your movies, you get your Netflix deal, which you should be happy with, basically, because that means you're going to be on for a, a while. I mean, they don't normally cancel really, Netflix episodes. I was say, there's not Netflix really uh, There really hasn't been a not successful Netflix show yet. So Not really, no. I mean, it's generally always blowing up. So, so you get that, or then you get relegated to, like, your old primetime TV, which you would think wouldn't be bad, but they don't... Generally, they don't do a very good job with them because they're structured more towards, like, the general population. So you're not getting... I, and not only that, they probably just don't give as much Yeah, they don't shit. really care as much, so... You're probably slotted into, like, a death slot to begin with. And, like, well, yeah. if we can survive that, then maybe we'll consider... Yeah. So... But Batman versus Superman, uh, it did not skimp on the budget. And, uh, you know, pretty much had as much hype as you can get for... Any type of film, really. Which funny thing was when we watched it, one of the trailers it, for the uh, for a film when we were watching this was Civil War. Yeah. Which why would you want to put your direct competitor? I mean, I know they're not going up at the same time. Yeah. But it's coming out in May. Civil War is basically this going to be the same movie that Batman versus Superman is. But I'll give you a hint: it's probably going to be a lot better. I hope so. Um, I don't. I, I'm not saying hope so. Like I'm not really like on the bandwagon yeah, of jumping. I'm saying it's it's going to be. Yeah. Like, and I've only seen the Avengers. I've like I haven't even seen like the Iron Man films or the Thor films or the Captain America films. I do want to. I just haven't had a chance to get around to them. But just from seeing the first Avengers, I know Civil War is going to be going to be good. So much better than Batman versus Superman. It's just it's just it's not even gonna be close. Because they have everything so planned out and so well nuanced over well, yeah, by it's, Marvel, it's very well planned out that, that you know it, you you know they're gonna they're not gonna fuck it up, at least not in a not huge way. Right. I mean, it could it could be a lackluster plot or something, or but disappointing. It's, yeah, but it's not gonna yeah. you're not probably yeah. gonna be yeah. leaving the theater. And you kind of know what to expect now since there's been so many. Yeah. You know, uh, so many of the similar types of films that you know, like, what you're going to expect from it. Um, But we'll get into Batman vs. Superman in detail in a second. First, we gotta gotta talk about what we're drinking tonight, and it's something special tonight. It's a little bit, a little bit different. I mean, we definitely, we did start out with our beers, because we did have some, some grilled hot dogs for dinner, so, you know, we gotta have the fancy beers with that. Let's say make it sound so classy that we had hot. No, not classy. Uh... (laughs) You know, old school summer living, <laughs> grilling, Yankee game, manly, in my ri- my short shorts, <laughs> grilling a hot dog on the grill and grilling a ballpark Frank. With my balls almost falling out, <laughs> watching Arrested Development outside. <laughs> it sounds like an Arrested Development like bit, pretty right, much, bit yeah. right there. Like. I feel like I'm Job or something out there, like. <laughs> Grilling hot dogs. Or no, no, I probably wouldn't be Job. I'd probably be uh, 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 Tobias. Tobias Funke. Because he's always got his short shorts on. Except except he, he's uh, one of those... Uh, I can't even remember what they call him. But, oh, never nudes. Never nudes. He's a never nude. So. so it doesn't really fit. Wouldn't want his balls to show. But uh, I digress. Um, today, yeah, we, we start out with beer, but... Uh, right now, uh, we're drinking a special treat that I picked up uh, when I was at the liquor store today. I, I texted Martin and I said, you know, we're not going to beer today. 
first of all, because I'm trying to lose weight. And so drinking five beers at, at a time is not really the best way to do that. Uh, if you're having Mick Ultra, really, it's yeah, really packs on the calories there. And I went for a three mile run, so I don't want to undo all that. But instead, we're drinking some hard liquor, and it is Jameson's uh, Irish Whiskey Cask Mates, uh, which is their stout edition. And so, if you're not really familiar, Jameson, you know, besides their their normal Irish whiskey, I think. Recently, they've been coming out with some different kind styles of, of uh, Irish whiskey. And um, this is one of their more experimental ones. They have a black reserve that's that's also out, uh, which generally means that they've casked it in certain barrels. Um, for this one, they've casked this in craft stout beer barrels. So that kind of goes along with everything that we love. Uh, I love whiskey. And um, I also love stouts, and so the perfect way to wouldn't it be depressing if they cast in Guinness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I don't think that's the case because this is very good, and um, you can definitely taste like there's like a little nice little coffee undertones to it, and um, it's just a, all around a very smooth whiskey, very drinkable. Yeah, very very smooth, um, and I, I'm really enjoying it. Actually. I mean. And I, I, I like my whiskeys, mainly bourbons. I'm not the biggest. I don't really know that much about Irish whiskey and how it differs from scotch, to be honest with you. Because my palate's not sophisticated enough to discern all the different flavors. I think the like, the, like, the like biggest what? difference between them is the region that they come from. So yeah. they've got, like, some have a little bit more of a peat moss flavoring, some, you know. So See, this... like, like, I wouldn't ever think to describe something with a taste of peat, peat. Yeah. Peaty? I mean that's why when I like when I read like Scotch and whis- uh, Irish whiskey like uh, descriptions at like the liquor store and they have like the card that says like what it's supposed to be like it's like I probably won't discern any of this like I'll drink it like where's that hint of vanilla you're talking about because I, mm-hmm. I I don't get that I drink it and if I, in this case um, like I said I'm a novice mm-hmm. I like I don't know as much. I just drink it, and I'm like, it's either good or it's not. Bourbon, I can kind of discern more flavors from, because I yeah. definitely m- more like bourbon. Well, I'll agree with you there, because I'm I'm not a huge scotch drinker. I, I don't drink a lot of scotch or Irish whiskey. I'm a huge bourbon guy, so I, most of the time I drink bourbon all the time. And I'll, I'll be honest, as well, with bourbons, uh, especially just your plain old bourbon, I... Uh, you know, if I'm getting different brands, it's very hard for me to tell the difference between them. Like, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that I would pick up one and another and know, like, okay, this one is Buffalo Trace and this one is, you know, Maker's Mark or whatever, you, you know, whatever bourbons you got. Uh, I don't think I could tell the difference. I, my, my palate's just not that good. But with, like, I can definitely tell the difference between a scotch and a bourbon. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, and I'm not, Irish I'm not, and a bourbon. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, I would never be able to discern, like, all, like, the, yeah, like the, the, the subtleties yeah. of it. I mean, yeah, I agree. But, but with this one, I definitely, you definitely taste, like, the, the, um, the stout flavoring to it, that it's been mm-hmm. aged in, like, a stout barrel. And, and I think it adds the smoothness of it. It does, it's, yeah. It's cause very smooth. This is very smooth. Usually when you think of, like, uh. At least when I think of, like, Scotch or an Irish whiskey, I think, you know, it's kind of like a harsh paint yeah. thinnerness to it. Well, and what's surprising but, is the smell of it definitely has that paint thinner smell. Yeah. 
it's very strong to, to, to the nose. But then once you actually take a sip of it, you know, you can actually let it linger on the palate and it's not, it's not super heavy yeah. on your, on your tongue. So it's not like you're drinking Johnny Walker, right? Nope. Nope. So it's actually really good. I'd recommend it. Um, it's quite expensive for, I mean, for what, I mean, it's actually, it's not super expensive, especially for a nicer whiskey. But when I say expensive, I mean like, like 40 bucks is expensive to me because I normally don't swing for anything more than 20, $25. So we're old granddad. Yeah. Then. <laughs> well, I mean, or even just like a, a liter of like a bourbon is more like 25, 30 yeah, bucks. I was going to say like 30, 30, yeah, 30. So like, so like, uh, for, like a bottle of gentleman Jack's like 35 bucks. Yeah. So like 40 bucks for a liter to me is expensive. But if you're used to getting like high end scotch and stuff, then, it's, then not. it's not. It's not expensive. One of these days when we get our tax refund, we'll <laughs> go go halvesies on a bottle of Johnny I'm, Walker. I'm Blue. getting my tax refund. I'm getting about like two thousand dollars back joint for both of us, and we're probably putting it right towards our student loans because um, if if you're you know if you're coming of age, if you're just finishing up college and you're rip roaring to get out there and start a, a job and you know make some money like you're not going to make any money for like years unless you get a fucking great job because you're going to be paying that those loans off like they're going to be coming due every single month like just just waiting for you like every every month is just gonna you're just gonna get to that day where they're due and it's gonna be like oh yeah hey you know you, you gotta pay these you know 13th 13th every month for me did every you, every loan I yeah. had, thirteenth of the month. It's like, did you did you want to buy something nice? Because uh, <laughs> you gotta buy me. You gotta pay for me. So that's uh, so we're gonna put it right towards that. To try to get rid of some of them and just because we want them gone. I mean, it takes fucking forever. Fucking forever. I know, I'll never pay my. You never I already, fucking I, feel like you're I, making I, any progress. I know. Well, especially with some of mine because I have like terrible interest rates on yeah. some of mine. Um, I'll never pay them off. I'll pay them for probably 30 years and then they'll just be forgiven. Yeah, it's you'll like, just get them forgiven. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be like 60, getting ready to collect Social Security. And it's like, hey, you're, you know, student loans are finally forgiven. I just want to get rid of them. Well, I, I got th- so many other, I'm, I mean, I got other loans like car loan hmm. and mortgage. It's just like, That's get rid of that shit. shit. Yeah, it's called being an adult. I know. That's what I said. Sarah was talking about it yesterday. It was how she was like, you know, we can never get rid of our debt. And I was like, that's being, that's like everybody's there. Like, you're, we're that's not America. the only ones. Yeah, that's we're America. not the only ones that are suffering from being like, have not even heavily in debt, but just in debt somewhat. It's like everybody is there. <laughs> you know, unless you're you're well off and, and you manage to hit the jackpot or something, everybody's there. So that's so that's why we're doing this podcast. And we don't even make any money with it. So to drink and vent. So next next week we'll be doing a political roundtable. Yeah, right. <laughs> so donate to us, please, to our PayPal account if you want to. <laughs> no, I didn't set up a PayPal account, but I do have a PayPal account if you'd like to donate. You can. You can absolutely send us money. Please don't. <laughs> it helps us pay for things like going to see Batman vs. Superman <laughs> in theaters. So I spent $12 on the ticket. No, you didn't. Yes, I did, because I, I got a coffee as well. That's, that's not the ticket. That's you. Oh, no, that's... You had to, I consider that my night out. <laughs> you had to have coffee. That's your yeah. own fault. I thought about getting, like, some popcorn, and I saw it was four fifty for a medium. I'm like, when did popcorn get this expensive? Well, no, thank you. No, thank you. Honestly... 
and this is a PSA. I really I don't mind buying stuff at the theater anymore. Like I used to mind buying stuff, but really it truly whatever they make on their food is nothing. Is, is well, and it helps. It, it no, it does help them to stay in business because they don't make very much. No, on I the know, tickets I, themselves. No, no, I know they don't. I'm just saying. But even still, the food costs they still don't make. Yeah, they still don't make shit on it. So no, I, so I, I don't mind. Like, I would not. I would not want to be, and especially today with how pirating is and. Yeah, all that I would not want to own like a cinema, right? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, well, how do I waste money? Especially in the area that we live. Yeah, because like we, whenever we go to the movies, like Batman vs Superman was the busiest like I've been to the movies in forever around here. And there's like twenty people. Yeah, in there. and that was busy. Yeah. I mean that that's busy for us because we normally go and there's like three other people in the movie theater, and. um... So that was busy, and Zootopia was busy too. So that's I, I guess that's good. But uh, like I have a little story before we get into Batman vs Superman. Um, Sarah and I went to the drive-in this summer, and um, we went to Dunkin' Donuts and we got like a coffee and we got some snacks and stuff and we brought them in. And you're not supposed to bring in food to the drive-in, but we we did it anyway. They don't really check or anything. How do they monitor? They that? don't. They don't. I say that's they, part. You're, that's you're part, that's part I say that's part of the appeal of going yeah. to a drive-in. Yeah. You're sitting in your car. If you feel like bringing food, more power to you. If you want to buy from the concession, then yeah, that's your own fault for not bringing something. If you want to bring like a pizza with you to the fucking drive-in, you should be able to because you're in your car. I can well, I can I can see a big difference if it's like in the theater because you're in a enclosed environment. Enclosed environment, and who knows what you can you know, especially with today these kids, you know, somebody could smuggle a gun in their you know purse or whatever. So yeah, but but that's the whole point of the story is that we were munching on this food and we get to uh, like where where the the movie's starting and they start out with this like little PSA. It's like a kind of a sad video of like how drive-ins are dying and this is one of only like 200 across the nation and i doubt there's only 200 drive-ins uh, there's probably not very many but this one just opened not like less than 10 years ago yeah when when the drive-in was basically dead yeah. so i, I don't want to hear their sad story like oh the drive-in's dying well it was dying before you decided to open this one if that's your own damn fault. But the point is that they were saying that uh, the concession stand helps to, uh, you know, keep them in business because you're you're buying the food from them, then they actually make profit from that. Whereas with the film, they still have to pay for the distribution rights and the the film, uh, so they don't really make any money on your ticket itself. So here we are munching on our food. While we're watching this sad video, and we're like, oh my god, I feel like shit. Uh, I should have bought concession stand uh, you, food. I know or... you, and you would never have felt like, you would have been like, oh, it sucks to be you. No, I, to I to we totally felt bad. And now since we've been back, we always buy from the concession stand. Always buy a coffee at the concession stand. Always get, like, french fries or something. Okay, I can understand, like, buying like, a coffee, because a coffee, who's really going to, you're going to bring, like, your own Keurig machine with you? You can bring in your Dunkin' Donuts, which we did. I know, but like yeah. that Dunkin' Donuts is only gonna last you for yeah so for long. One movie, yeah. out of two, yeah, or three. So yeah. yeah, no, so. But I still felt bad, and it's just a PSA that you should buy concession stand food for. Look, I'm for supporting a business, but like I said, that's their own damn fault. It, it's it literally <laughs> is. It's like nobody goes to the drive-in. If there's only two hundred apparently across the fucking United States. That's their own fault for opening one, like, less than ten years ago. 
Yeah, but I do appreciate that they're there because I do like seeing drive-in movies, and I I don't want them to close, so that's why I support them. Yeah. It's a just you don't. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't. I mean, I only been to the drive-in once, so I I honestly just don't give a shit. You should because that's that's their business, and they need to make money too. Oh, don't open up a stupid business. You gotta. Well, I. You you can't say that because then yes you can because that'd be like if you, you said like well I'm gonna open up like a, a kilt making shop around here and it's like anyone buying kilts no well I should support the business though because it's a local business even though I'm not ever gonna use this through- yeah but I do use the drive-in so I support it by going and buying but they don't the make money on that so I could go to the fucking drive-in and be like well I'm not hungry or thirsty and not buy anything there. you could you could and that's totally fine but I'm. I'm advocating for not bringing your own food in and buying from the like concession. I said. I think I think the nature of the show itself it, it is, is more yeah. conducive to like a party tailgate atmosphere where you would bring your own stuff. It is, but if you're going to bring your own stuff, just bring your own beer and then get really hungry and buy from the concession stand. <laughs> but not drunk, so you don't drive home. Drunk. Yeah, that's right. All right, we gotta get to Batman versus Superman. We're almost half an hour in. <laughs> Thank you for the update. You always, you always, you always gotta chime in, like, like it's like I gotta keep us on track. Like it's, our like it's podcast a t- might as well just be people listening to us talk about about that, shit in the car. That's what, that's what the <laughs> actually that's what we're doing. No, that's I'm what a podcast is. Yeah, it is. But I gotta keep us a, li- like, at least the, a little. Like, bit it's on like track. like a football game. It's the two minute warning. Two minute warning. We hit the half an hour mark. Uh, well, People don't want to listen to us ramble about you, stupid you, shit. You'd be they su- want to listen to us ramble you, about Batman versus you, Superman or be, stupid shit. <laughs> so you, you'd be surprised if you've seen like a popular podcast and like how long they ramble on about shit before they actually get to the. What are you talking about? Ours is popular. <laughs> People do listen to ours. Our Mad Max Fury Road podcast had some nice listens on it, and I was very. Very uh, impressed with that. Because so. it's a great movie. That's right. It. I think people wanted to hear our opinion on Mad Max Fury Road because they're like, I love it. Let's see if these guys do too. Because if they don't, I'm writing them an angry letter. <laughs> <laughs> people like self-fulfilling prophecies. That's why people check out reviews. Not That's to see, true. Not to see like, oh, if I should get this or not. It's, they've already experienced it. They want to see if the, their opinions yeah, that's exactly. Up. I mean, that's why I read reviews. I don't read reviews of anything that I haven't watched first. And that's partly because I don't want to be skewed with my own opinion of it when when I eventually write the review of it. But at the same time, I do check out reviews after I've seen it so that I can see if they thought yeah. the same thing. I, I, I do the same thing with like yeah. movies, music, games. Like, I don't go like... Unless I'm really concerned, like, if I'm iffy on something, then I'll, like, see, like, oh, if that's what they thought, and, like, yeah. gather, you know, a bunch of different opinions, but for the most part, I'll check out a review, like, see if this guy has, like, the same, you know, opinion as me, but if they don't, I don't, you know, go, like, write them an angry letter or YouTube comment yeah. calling them, you know, like, a fag or something like that. <laughs> well, with, like, um, movies it, it specifically, um, even if I read a review, uh, it wouldn't influence me not to see the movie, um... You know, no review of a movie influences me like I should go see it or I should not go see it. So I'm gonna, I, most of the time I'm going to watch a movie to, and it doesn't matter what the review is. Well, when going for me going to a movie, it takes a, I have to actually have a deep interest to go see a movie to pay the money to go see a movie. So no matter what, if I saw a review beforehand, if I had the interest to see it, I'm going to go see it whether yeah. it, you know the review is shitty or not. So I can be like. 
if even if it was, it was shooting at them, like, yeah, they're right. I shouldn't have gone to see it, but like I had my heart set on seeing it. It's kind of like this. Like I kind of knew going into it, as we'll talk about, probably not going to like this at all. It might it looks like it might be a shit show, and I didn't really pay attention to the reviews at, it at all. Just kind of looking at it, it's like this looks like it's going to be a shit show. But I was like, I'm going to see it though. Yeah, you wanted to see it. Yeah, it was, yeah, and the same thing with like Spectre. No, I actually thought Spectre oh, would be good, though. Gonna be good. I thought Spectre would be good because Skyfall was really good. Mm-hmm. And G- Casino Royale was really good. Quantum Solace is garbage. But, like, so, out of the, before Spectre, two out of the three uh, Daniel Craig Bond films were really good. So I wanted to see Spectre because I'm like, and it had Christoph Waltz in it, too, as the villains. I was like, this is probably going to be good. And then they let me down. They let me down. But, you yeah. know. So anyway, Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. The beginning of um, Zack Snyder's reign in DC Comics film uh, filmography, I should say. Can we can we already have the call to the bullpen on this? <laughs> can we can, can we have one of the producers over at uh, DC be like, alright, time out. We're going to the pen. We're going to go to the pen. Well, and I think that was... Uh, someone started a petition to... Get have get Zack Snyder taken off of the rest of the DC Comics films. Is he slated to direct the rest of them, like Wonder Woman? And- no, no, no. Um, he is their he's their vision basically. So he's like he's like envisioning the world of DC Comics. He's like the what you would consider the showrunner of like a TV show where they they don't write or direct everything. They, they just have they the, are they're, that, the vision, they're the yeah. they're the face of it. They're, they're the, the crea- they're yeah. the creative yeah. impulse. So yeah. that's what that's what he's doing and they yeah, for the other films like Wonder Woman has a female director which it should. Um and well, I don't really think it matters. If, if male or female, yeah. if whoever has the best I'm just thinking, take or creativity for whatever as well. Put them on. I just like that it has a female director because not very many, super, you know, I don't think any superhero movies have female directors. So that's really good to see. Um, but yeah, they all have their own separate directors for the most part. I think Zack Snyder is on probably produce, Yeah, but, probably have to be producing them then. So yeah. And, he and he's kind yeah, direct he's, where they're going to go. He's definitely then. directing how the story goes from here. And so they're trying to get him taken off of that, so that his vision for the for the next few films in Justice League uh, is kind of at least if he's not on it's, it. It's, yeah, I mean, at least if he's still on it, that there's someone putting him in check, like making sure, like, okay, this makes sense. Uh, you know, I don't think this direction is you know working for us. So let's kind of let's kind of tinker with it a little bit. So I think there's a there's a petition for that, which I mean. I agree. I mean, I get it and I don't get it. I think that at this point, things are set in motion. We might as well just let it happen. I almost, as I said, I almost think with if this drops off box office wise, they might have to do what Marvel has had to done a bunch of times and just fucking reboot it again. And I don't think they will, but almost from after this, it's almost like, well, we have to go back to the reboot well because. Yeah. Well, I don't think I don't think they're going to reboot it. I think they're going to move ahead with it. Um, I don't think it's going to drop off enough to really warrant. I, I no, I agree. But like I said, it it almost as a fan, it almost seems like 
as much as I wouldn't want that to happen, because it's like I I don't like the idea of constantly rebooting like Spider Man. Yeah, that's in the past fucking... like another reboot be the third reboot. And I mean, I... like less than fifteen years, yeah. and so it's like. So basically, when the first Spider, you know, the reboot with Spider Man comes out, it's gonna be the same fucking film as the other two. Now, is like the reboot of Spider Man gonna be the original Spider Man, or is it the Amazing Spider Man? Because Amazing Spider Man is different. So the no, but, Amazing but, no, but it's but, technically not a reboot. It's a just a no, different, no, it's a reboot. Well, I mean, it is and no, it isn't. It's no, a I different. Mean, there's there's Spider Man in the comics, and then there's Amazing Spider Man. No, and they're different. No, it's no, it's because it's all Peter Parker. No, if, but they're if, different. They're, no, 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 if, no, you're wrong. No, if, no, considerable differences. No, they're between not. The two. No, spite. No, because that's what the the original Spider-Man comic is just called, the Amazing Spider-Man. It has nothing to do with them being like two separate continuities. There's definitely different. No, there is no because if it's no, if it was a difference, it would have been like a different Spider-Man because there have been different. Did Spider- you see Amazing Spider-Man? No, because I looked like shit. Because because there is no. There's no Mary Jane in it. It's now it's 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 other Mary woman, Jane. It's yeah. Gwen. Yeah, but that's a, but that all takes place in the same comic book universe. It has nothing to do with it. It's a reboot. It's because it's not a sequel to the original series. And the fact that it took place like this movie got made only less than ten years after Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. It's a fucking reboot. That'd be like that'd be like saying the reboot of the Hulk with Mark Ruffalo instead of Edward Norton. Well, it's not a reboot. It's a different kind. Of, no, it's a fucking reboot because the first one tanked. That I don't know because I didn't see those. But 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 say but okay. So say they did. Say they did. Batman, and then two years later they did uh, Batman Beyond. No, it's no because that's a Batman Beyond is within the same con- continuity as Batman, but it takes place in the future where it's a different Batman play in New Batman. But it's- Terry Terry McGinnis is. The new takes over as the Batman mantle like fifty plus years in the future after Bruce's. All right, all right. So, so that's uh, that's the so same continuity. So Batman and they that did would be a sequ- the Dark Knight. That's a reboot. So you would consider that a reboot? Yes, it's a reboot because Tim Burton's Batman is ba- Batman from the comic book series. It had its run, in, it also including the Joel Schumacher Batman's because it's basically the same continuity, and then. Fifteen years later, when Nolan's Batman comes around, it's a reboot. Because you're starting from square one all over again. It's a reboot. But and and this and Batman versus Superman is basically a reboot for Batman. Why? Yeah, it is that because is the, the first twenty five yeah. minutes is basically retelling the story of how Bruce Wayne became the Batman, and which this is it's all like Batman, like comic books. Is I can't remember which reviewer it was, and when I think of it, I'll post a comment on the video saying, like, this is the guy that said it. He's a really wise man. Um, comic books are kind of like the Greek mytho- mythology of American uh, storytelling. Yeah. Everybody at this point, especially with the resurgence comic books have had, and com- especially the prevalence of comic book movies have had, whether you're old, young, or not, everybody knows who the fuck Batman is and how... Bruce Wayne became Batman. His pants were gunned down in an alley after seeing Zorro one night because of a, you know, deranged thief wanted Martha's pearl necklace. Yep. 
So why the hell did the first 15 minutes of this film have to spend the time telling you that? Whether you know Batman or not, even if you were a layman, you had no idea. You don't even need to know that part of the story. No. Because they don't even focus that much on Batman's background in this film to begin with. So you don't even know, need to know how he became Batman or why he's angry against the world and fighting crime. It's not even important. Yet the no. film retells it like, yeah. oh, he was you know one day walking down an alley with his parents and they got gunned down by a thief. Well, and now he wants you know to be a vigilante to avenge their deaths. I, but I think we're getting ahead of ourselves, but um, I, I think that has to do with the later revelation of Martha as their two mothers. Eh, but still, but so, but I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here. So um, I think it's important for us to to first start out with saying that neither of us are um, like biased towards one or the other of the of the comic book universes. So. I really don't care about Marvel or DC in the, in like, I, I'm not like a, I wouldn't say like one or the other is like, I really love that one. Don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that I have a bias towards either of them. I don't uh, have a preference. I'd say DC for me. So you do have a preference towards because DC. I had, like I said, I haven't really read the comics, but just from movies and like the cartoon shows and stuff, the you DC. just know better. I know DC more in depth, like. And Especially because, like I said, I like I told you, I've seen the Batman cartoon, I've seen the Superman cartoon, I've seen both, you know, the Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Static Shock, all that shit. The tip, part of the Bruce Timm's, you know, creation of the DC Universe yeah. in cartoon form. I know all that, and I know it draws a lot from the comic books. And I kind of, like, you know, I guess I, we've said before on the podcast, we both really haven't read the comic books because we're both kind of continuity whores, and so, yeah. like, when it comes to trying to... Fall, you know, continuity. It's like, where do I start? Yeah, it's kind of hard. So I haven't really read any of the comics, but I do have an interest in the lore and the stories from what's been presented in the media that I've seen it in. And I think that I am better versed in DC as well because I think we just kind of we kind of grew up with like Batman the animated series. Batman was Beyond. Huge, huge in the 90s. Huge. Yeah. Uh, like I was telling you when we were watching this film, I don't really have a strong background in Superman. I, For whatever reason, I was never really into Superman. I had some Superman comics when I was younger. Didn't really care about them. Um, so well, it was always like, Batman well, that was, was really Well, I was going to say, because we grew up in a time, like, the Superman films are already done. Yeah. You, and that's when the Batman films... Yeah, and he didn't even, really have that much of a... I mean, because the Superman cartoon, the animated series, also done by Bruce Timm, came out like two years after the Batman animated series came out. And it, even though it was like the same, you know, same art style and all that, and I watched it, and I love it. It just wasn't... It never was as popular as like the Batman animated series. Yeah. And not only that, the Batman a- animated series got two movies. It's got the Mask of the Phantasm, which is fantastic. It's one of the best Batman films ever. And Sub-Zero, where the Superman cartoon didn't get a spin- like you know, spin-off movie like that, or a spin-off series. It just kind of transitions into when... In 2002, when they come out with the Justice League TV show. So, there wasn't as much exposure to... Yeah, to Superman throughout throughout it all. Which is a good thing, because if you listen to Kevin Smith, who was originally going to write the reboot to Superman in the 90s, he was slated to write it, and if you listen to his hilarious talk on it from his uh, interviews that he's done, uh, apparently it was slated to start Nicolas Cage's Superman, and he wasn't going to have a cape because the producer of the film said, capes are faggy, <laughs> and at the end... 
he was going to have to fight a giant spider, and no, no matter what, because he had he had to fight a giant spider, and apparently that giant spider, as Kevin Smith says, ends up being the MacGuffin for Wild Wild West. <laughs> wow! If you if you listen, and I'm telling everyone, if you haven't seen Kevin Smith's uh, talk on like him writing for the su- the reboot of Superman in the '90s, go on YouTube and find it because it's hilarious. Yeah. It's, like. Just imagine Nicolas Cage's Superman. Like, I'm Clark Kent, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing. Oh boy. Yeah, that sounds terrible. That really does. Um. So the reason I bring up that, like, we're not really biased towards one or the other, is because there's been a lot of, you know, a, a lot of blame thrown around that, like, if you don't, if you don't like Batman versus Superman, it's because, like, you are huge Marvel fan and like you you don't have any room for DC. That's idiotic. That's stupid. I mean, let's just get that out of the way right now. Like, we definitely don't have that sort of bias. For me, I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm a huge comic book fan anyway as, uh, with superheroes. I I, I wouldn't say that I have a huge, uh, interest in superheroes. I, I just never have. So, to say that like, we are like biased towards one or the other it just doesn't factor into our viewing of Batman versus Superman at all. So with that said, um, both of us, and get ready for this, prepare yourself, did not really like Batman versus Superman. I hated it. You hated it? If I have to check my phone within like an hour of the film oh, yeah. and groan yeah. to say, oh my god, it's not even an hour yet? Oh, like that was funny because yeah, we were both sitting there and we knew that the film was two and a half hours and, um, I would say, where were we at the part where Batman's talking to Alfred about the white Portuguese. Oh yes. About the white Portuguese. And so we're sitting there and you check your phone and you say, Oh my God, we're not even an hour into this film. And I was like, it was almost an hour, but it's like, oh my, like literally we're yeah. not eat, or we're just getting there. That moment felt interminable. Like, it's like, like it, watching RoboCop the remake all over again, because we're in, watching RoboCop and when we finally do do that review, it'll be glorious. But that film, I sat there so often checking my phone, like we're, th- we're only this long. Oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. And that is one of the worst sins I think a film can do. Yeah. Because if you had, if you're checking your phone to see how long you're into it, like kind of like how long is this? Like it's like you're like it's like you're a parent at a graduation. And you're just don't give a shit. Yeah. Let's let's get this show yeah. on the road here. Yeah. And in in that situation when we were only about an hour into the film, it had felt like a long period of time because. Let's face it, Batman versus Superman's opening is way 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 too long. It's it's a long it's period opening, of boredom. Its opening act is way too long, way too contrived. Like I said, the first like te- 10, 15 minutes is like retelling how Bruce Wayne became, you know, how his parents got killed, and you know how he later becomes Batman. And it, like I said, it's unnecessary at this point. You could you could have done it one much quicker if you want to explain how he did it. But like I said, two. Superhero, like especially Batman. Batman is so well ingrained the pop culture now. Everybody yeah. knows. You if, know, if you don't, if you don't know his backstory and his origin, whoever the hell you went to go see this film with will fill you in really quick. 
Well, that and you've got like Gotham, which is on Fox right now, which is telling Bruce Wayne's backstory as we go through. You know, you've got that to kind of cement you in his backstory. So you don't need the film, which has nothing to do with his past, really. No, not to, at all. To tell you what's happened there, because the only the only cool thing from that is the, there's one shot that I really liked. There's like the only shot in the film that I really liked was the shot of the thief when he's you know he's not gra- usually when they show Martha getting like you know being assaulted it's like he's grabbing for her pearls and she fights off and he ends up yeah. shooting her. Here he's got his gun you know lifted within the pearls within li- within the pearls and he has. A, in- he has, like, no conscience of trying to steal. He just lifts yeah. it up and shoots, and it's in slow... That shot actually looks really cool. It I, does. And I, the and pearls I, breaking. Yeah, and I the... like that. That was really cool. Yeah. Other than that, though, the whole sequence is just... It's for not. You yeah. did not need it. Didn't need it, yeah. And not only that, in the... Because it's got the opening credits playing during that, too. They they bury in the opening credits the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice in very small lettering in the bottom right hand corner. So it's like almost like it's ashamed. Yeah. To like you know usually like in a film like this you'd like want to have your opening sequence and then cut to play like Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Dawn of Justice and then like have the Batman logo with the Superman logo. No, it's like it's very simple and off to the side because it's like almost like don't you no one cares. Well. And it's interesting that it starts with Batman because that's almost like it's it's uh, favoring Batman throughout, it, even, well, right at do- the beginning. Well, it does. The film it does. No, the the, the film does favor it, uh, but favor him. But I mean, right at the beginning, with you opening, not with both of them, but with Bruce Wayne's backstory, you're favoring Batman immediately. But that's a really interesting way that they decided but, to open. Well, it I think at the same time that makes sense because, like you said, you have no real knowledge on Superman. Mm-hmm. The only big Superman thing outside of the cartoons that come out in the past twenty years is the Superman Returns films, which nobody liked in Smallville except me. Smallville I li- too. Why well, I, I didn't watch Smallville? Yeah, I didn't I, either. Apparently, it's, apparently it's bigger I, bigger than I thought. I didn't. I like it was a WB show. Yeah, I, I don't take them seriously, but. <laughs> But, I mean, like, I actually like Superman Returns. I actually thought Superman Returns, as even though it's a slow, plotting film, I actually thought it was done really well. A lot of people don't like it. Yeah. And I think after seeing this, I'm, I would tell people, go watch Superman Returns, and see, and then you'd probably be like, oh, God, yeah, that was... Kevin Spacey's awesome in that. Mm-hmm. You know? But, but yeah, because there's not really as much as a connection with Superman in the past 20 years outside of Man of Steel... It makes sense. To it, it, make, Bruce. it makes sense to favor Batman because people people go ape shit for Batman. Yeah, they so do. It, it it would connect the audience more. You know, try to get them invested more. Yeah, um, and because and because as characters you can relate to Batman more than you can Superman. The story of a, a guy's parents getting gunned down as a child and wanting to exact revenge against crime and fight crime is more resonant than a an alien an alien who came to Earth and is. You know, raised by small hick farmers to, yeah. you know, be benevolent because he has the power of a god. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and we, we get that. We get that some somewhat throughout the film. But I, I guess maybe the other part of that is that we've already done Man of Steel. Yeah. So that's already been sort of, that's like a, a, a prerequisite 
to Batman vs Superman because there's no there's no real prerequisite for Batman, but Superman does have Man of Steel, which is supposed to be a lead-in because Batman vs Superman picks up directly after, or well, or, or, or during during Man of Steel's uh, plot. Yeah, because right after you have the whole. How Bruce became he's Bat- got like Batman. A, he's got his little dream sequence yeah. there. His, and which, by the way, that intro dream sequence of him like falling being lifted up by bats. Uh, I almost walked out of the film <laughs> right then and there. That was that was garbage. And the fact that they explained it as a dream sequence and make it it's like, no, this is stupid. Doesn't matter that he's daydreaming it, that. It, it's stupid because usually the whole uh, tale of Bruce finding, like, the symbol of the bat to be empowering is, like, he fell into, like, a, like you know, as a child, fell into a hole like that and then saw a bat flying and he was afraid of it, but then he saw it as a power, you know, as yeah. a sign. Or if you read some of the, the newer comics, like Scott Snyder's, uh, the, the cave of the Waynes was filled with bats, so they brought in owls to get rid of them. You know, they brought in birds of prey to get rid of them. And it seemed like they had gotten rid of them but when the when the birds left, they came back. So they had they had gone into the darker spots of the cave mm-hmm. to get away from the birds. But, and and, so, but I was say, like, anywho, like that's like the gist of like I mean, I yeah. know it's been taken a thousand different times and ways. But that's the gist. But then to see like oh, like he fell down and there's like a thousand bats and they all scream and he's afraid. Then all of a sudden they lift him out of like the hole, like they're fucking lassie. It's like this is stupid. Yeah, you've taken like what's like an impactful moment and turned into bullshit. Yep. And it's very, and it's, you know, it's amazing how, you know, quick that goes. Like, from being, like, an impactful moment, like, well, this is stupid. Yeah, and I think that that happens quite a bit within Batman versus Superman. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting how overloaded Batman versus Superman is and how boring its first half is. Because you would think, like, oh, you know, all this shit is happening then it's got to be interesting. And, and probably not. Zack Snyder felt like that. You know, when, <laughs> when when directing this film, you know, he's equating, like, all of this content to it being exciting. And, and, and to building up to that. Yeah, and building up to a climax where Batman actually fights Superman. But in reality, the, you know, the spacing in the direction of Batman being alone and Superman being alone, and they're kind of, like, in their own little worlds where they're, only tenuously connected by Lex Luthor in the kryptonite that's being shipped to uh, Gotham slash Metropolis, like, you know, in between, because they, they make it seem like Gotham and Metropolis are like... Uh, Neighbor. Oh, yeah, like right across... The, 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 apparently they're the Twin Cities, you know, yeah. they're St. Paul and Minneapolis, so like, bam, bam. Yeah, so like, that kryptonite being shipped, that's only a tenuous connection between Batman and Superman, because Batman has his white Portuguese uh, lead, and Superman... Is Superman? Know, he's Superman, and he sometimes comes into contact with Bruce Wayne. I guess you know. There's there's really little connection between between the two for for almost I would say a good hour and a half to two hours. Like that connection between them is only tenuous, and you know they they come into contact with each other. They see each other at parties, but really the the direction to get them to actually be antagonists to each other, that doesn't happen for, for almost the entire part of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, um, the, it's very, like, damning of the film. Like, the intro, after the whole, 
showing Bruce Wayne's backstory. You then get him during, which they don't tell you until after the scene happens, you get him in Metropolis when Zod's attacking, destroying buildings, and seeing the carnage that's happening and people that, like, his employees dying and... It's trying to draw on, like, very 9-11 scenery of, like, a building's falling down that was his, and people are dead. But he, while people are running away, goddamn, he's going to run through the noxious gas and try to be a hero. And, yeah. You know, and that itself cements him, you know, because as you see Superman fighting Zod in the sky. He's seeing the destruction he's that's seeing, happening. He's seeing the, the destruction, and he's like, I hate him for this. Yeah. And... Then Superman, his contact with about knowing about Batman is through the news and Metropolis, because Superman's Clark Kent, who also works at the Daily Planet as his alias, you know, he looks at the Gotham news and sees that, you know, there's a bat vigilante out there fighting crime and he's like, that's wrong. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. And really, yeah, and really, that's it. Because, I mean, and, and, and that's how, like, they're re- basically connected. Because Batman sees Superman and sees him, like, he's this godlike figure. I don't like him because he's Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, by necessity of his own psychological nature, needs to have everything within his control. That's why he's so anal and yeah. disciplined, because he needs to have everything within his own control. And so he sees somebody who's basically a godlike creature just doing whatever he can, and he feels threatened by it, which is an understandable human reaction. It is a reaction, and it's a reaction that... And, and, I'll, and I'll give the film credit, because that does make sense, why Batman seeing Superman for the first time would feel threatened by that. In a, in a, but, as I say, but at the same time, Superman sees Batman and says... Well, he's just a vigilante. He needs to be controlled. He's threatening the poor. Trying to kind of get like the whole kind of Bernie Sanders thing about the you know poor being attacked. But at the same time, that has no real bearing on what Batman's doing because from what the film says, he's been Batman for twenty fucking years. Yet somehow, only Gotham has really picked up on him being Batman. Yeah. Because at this point in the film, Ben Affleck as Batman is almost forty. Been, as they say, he's been fighting crime, low-level crime in Gotham for like 20 years almost. Yep. How, like, that makes... Why is with, he just finding out of, about... It, it, about Batman. Not like that, but like, why is only the nation itself finding out about Batman? Yeah. That, and like, the people finally in Gotham finally being like, well, Batman's kind of good. His justice is good. That makes no... Like, within the... Con- like, not just like talking about the comics, which in the sense of the comics that makes no sense. Why in the sense of this world... Would that be like make yeah. any sense? That would be big news if like for twenty years you had some fucking vigilante running around as a bat, dressed as a bat, stopping crime and branding people with a bat symbol, striking fear into the heart of crime. It makes absolutely no sense. And yeah. that and that and that point like piss, literally pisses me off because it's basically you're basically saying, you know, bat like, Batman's basically an idiot. Yeah. Well, and the film does make Batman into an idiot for most of it. I mean, any idiot. He, he is. Right. I mean, even though I do think that Ben Affleck did a pretty good job as Batman. I thought Ben Affleck did a really yeah. good job. The, uh, and, which which went far above beyond than what most people, and even I thought. Like, when I heard Ben Affleck was going to be the new Batman, it was like, I like, I mean, I like Ben Affleck and I like mm-hmm. a lot of his films, but it's like, 
that's who you're going with as Batman. It's kind of like when they uh, Tim Burton probably casted Michael Keaton as yeah, Batman. Yeah, it doesn't really like, seem like a it's Batman. It's like, movie. oh, yeah. like, like, oh, fucking Michael. Michael Keaton's gonna be Batman. They're like, yeah. wow, Michael Keaton's really good as Batman. Yeah. Affleck's good in he this is. film. Yeah, the is. only problem is he's given nothing. He's given nothing to, to do because, and they, they honestly, I feel like Zack Snyder makes him into a, a an unlikable person for all, like the entirety of the film. I mean, ba- Batman is unlikable, and even Alfred doesn't seem to like Batman. And by the way, Alfred looks like he's the same age as Batman. Yeah. So as I told you, it's like instead of being like the old wise butler who's been serving the Wayne family for decades, he seems like, oh, as a schoolboy when Bruce was a schoolboy and he went to school and after we graduated, he's like, I've got billions of dollars. Do you want to be my butler? Yeah. And my mechanic and my... <laughs> yeah, but I mean like, it just seems like the, the film is really trying hard to make Batman an unlikable person, and I don't really understand why that is. I, and and unfortunately, Affleck's given nothing really to work with with the script, and so he does the best that he can with the character that he has, but honestly, you're given a Batman that doesn't even realize that white Portuguese is not a person, but a fucking boat. Yeah, and, and we should explain. In the beginning of the film, uh, while Batman's raiding on... Uh, human trafficking in Gotham yeah. and, and, and kind of that. tracking down just yeah. these random low life and, and these thugs and these thugs and he's trying to attack a criminal empire in Gotham. He th- he constantly hears that the head of this organization is the white Portuguese and he's like, I don't know where he is. And Alfred's like, Well, it could be a she, and we don't know. And as everyone who knows Batman knows, he's not Batman's not just a detective. He's the world's greatest detective. Batman has a ridiculous IQ. He's very intelligent. And it takes him fucking forever to figure out yeah. that the white... Oh, when we're talking about the white Portuguese, it's not a... Per, it's a boat. Not only does it take him forever, the... I mean, it takes him to crack into a incredibly encrypted system that Lex Luthor has... To get files that then tell him that white Portuguese is a boat. But it could have, you know, generally, like, with a boat name, you would think that you could yeah, Google look. white Portuguese and be like, it's a fucking boat. Google says, it's a fucking boat, boat yeah. you know. Um, and, and so it he, just... He, he can speak Russian, you know, with the one guy. Yeah. All he wants, but he's like, wait, but I don't know. Fuck white pork. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it makes it's like a it's like kind of like a defamation of his character. Yeah, it's because like, it's like you're insinuating that he's kind of moronic, and it's Batman is not moron. He's very methodical. He yeah. makes he make because like, as I told you when like talking about like the how if like in a if this was to be realistic and like how to combat like a of being like Superman if it was real life, Batman would be the failsafe because Batman always makes sure to like dot his eyes and cross his T's to make sure like if this happens, I will have this in place to make sure it does not happen. Yep. Because and that's like he's not because he's not a superhuman. He's not a super being. I mean, granted, he has he has it, like ridiculous powers. In, you, you in mean, a sense, he does in technological. Say, well, not only that, but like in a sense, he does have kind of superhuman strength because he's been trained so well and so yeah. hard, he can like basically perform the maximum that humanity could ever perform. But is he a superhuman? No, he's not. It's because of his hard work, his training, and his intellect that he's able to overcome the obstacles that he's faced with. It's not, you know, he can lift like that excruciating like weight that nobody like it take ten of us to do because he has trained himself to the max. 
He is on, dead. On a, yeah, with a hammer and uh, or with a with a sledgehammer and a, a tire. tire. Yeah, he. Yeah, he's and pulling I mean, giant the, chains. Oh, as I say, the film doesn't show him training with like the League of Assassins. But again, like he's he has done. He has put the work in. Yeah. <laughs> to get to where he is, he's not. You know, he's a superhero because he had. His his superpower is basically he he has thought like ten steps ahead of everything. Yep. And that's what kind of makes like the fight that we'll talk about later on like kind of exciting is because he's thought that far ahead, but at the same time, it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the the big thing with you know what happens in Batman versus Superman is um, the film spends so much time focusing on Lex Luthor and his. Uh, ex exportion ex, uh, exporting of kryptonite that there's no time to really explore the nuance between Batman and Superman because for the most part they don't even come into contact with each other until halfway it's through the forced film. by Lex Luthor yeah uh, yeah the the film spends a lot of time with quick thirty second vignettes that. Or constantly just like cut, 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 yeah. cut, cut. Quick edits. Like yeah. one that I pointed out to you is when Superman visits his mother. Mm. And it's literally like 30 seconds of her saying like, yeah, well, people are kind of shitty. And then it cuts away. Yeah. And, and it's like, there's like, you don't, and it's like, you don't owe the world anything. Yeah. Like we, like we, we brought you up to be nice, but you don't fucking owe there's, them anything. There's no. And then it just cuts, you know, cuts away to the next scene. There's no, there's no clear transition between it's like it's just basically this film is just random thoughts and it's just like especially in the first part of it i mean the first part of it definitely feels like Zack snyder was like hmm how do we bring batman and superman together and make them dislike each other but then also have these multiple antagonists that are also going to make them dislike each other because you know, it'd be different if Batman versus Superman was legitimately about Batman and Superman just not liking each other and clashing because of the the after effects of Man of Steel where he fights Zod. Because that's probably the most interesting thing about Batman versus Superman. It is could, when, if it if it just went throughout of okay, you show that intro scene that was like basically cut from Man of Steel of yeah. of Bruce Wayne being in Metropolis when Zod's attacking and seeing the collateral damage and all that's happening. I'm yeah. saying. Like that's too much power for anyone to have, and then and like and like and I and like and I hate this because and I want to stop this. And, and you transition into basically what Batman's doing in Gotham and what Superman's doing and how like with their aliases they kind of view each other and then get them into and a situation, clashing, yeah, yeah, and then get them into a situation where they meet and like that's believable and then have them like clash. That 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 is much more interesting, and not only that, you could spend much less time on just. Fucking around, like... Yeah, with, with this stupid kryptonite stuff. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, in a way, I guess I get it because it... it the kryptonite is, like, this... It's this, needed. Yeah, it's, 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 it's needed a, to make Superman weak. Weak. And also for for Doomsday later on in the film... Spo- I'm sorry, spoiler I should have said... Mm-hmm. I guess we should have said that before, but spoiler alert. Uh, I, but I think if you're if you're listening to a podcast about Batman versus Superman in depth, where we're stretching past an hour, you're gonna you're, you're gonna know that we're talking about spoilers a little bit. So so yeah, I mean, I, I think that when they rely on Lex Luthor as a secondary person who brings them into contact with each other um, for something as stupid as him capturing Batman's mother, or I, I'm sorry, I was getting a little drunk here. <laughs> um, Superman's mother. 
in in order to get him to fight Batman. That's already you failed. You failed to in a film that's supposed to pit these two superheroes against each other. You you failed to create a uh, a storyline that is interesting enough for the viewer to just accept that yes, they would be fighting against mm-hmm. each other. You failed. Now now you have to have another character that is putting them against each other just because just because uh, you know Lex Luthor is a part of Superman. I mean, I think you could have made Lex Luthor as a character more interesting if he's like if you had him being like a comic book Lex. If you had him being seeing cuz the comic book Lex looks at Superman and he hates him because he is like a godlike yeah. figure and he hates that man could be, you know, subjected to such a thing. That's why he like he wants to beat Superman so he can like show that gods can be beat and man, you know, can overcome that type of thing. Yeah. But in this film, Lex Luthor is You don't get that. He's you like such a goofy character. He's he's played up as as one of our friends said, which I didn't think Jesse Eisenberg was a good choice at all. He's played more like a he like a Riddler. Yeah. He, he plays more like he's an eccentric hipster with like Tourette's and, bo- kind of, and bowling shoes and bowl like kind of just <laughs> like like oh, like you know questioning my well I inherited my father's business and uh, well you, the Greek god of this and that have you seen this picture of my dad and it's oh you know, I got this click and the white rabbit says like they like what it's just that is not Lex Luthor that Lex Luthor is a very calm, but yet he can become out, you know, outraged when it, like, the situation fits. He's a, you know, smart, savvy businessman, especially yeah. in the modern iteration. In this, there's nothing, Lex, there's nothing explained to Lex's plan nope. that that makes sense at all to how it all happens. It just, it just hap- kind of happens. It just happens. And to that point, which I told you, even though you haven't seen the Star Wars films, his plan comes together like it's fucking Palpatine's in the prequels of Star Wars. It's just, how did all this... How did we go from a Naboo trade block to a galactic civil war and I ended up as Emperor? Because I planned it all, you know? Yeah. And it, like, it makes no, like, it's, like, makes no sense. It's basically, you have to suspend your disbelief so much, like, well, because I took this kryptonite, you know, yeah. and I hit it and whatnot, and I knew Batman would come and get it and take it and, you know, try to make a weapon. Like, how did he know Batman hates Superman? How did he know Bruce Wayne is Batman? Yeah. It's never explained. Like, you figure out, how, like, you know how He's, he figure out, figures out that Clark Kent is and Superman are the same. That makes kind of makes sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it you, he uses the ship. But he uses the Zod ship. Zod ship. But so. I mean, at the same time, that makes no sense. How he would figure out how Bruce Wayne is Batman? You're you're just suspending your disbelief. Like, oh, he's such an evil genius. It's he just was, done for convenience. To, to, yeah, to make this make sure that the storyline can progress. That you know he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. It's just. Everything, you know, and that's the whole thing with Batman vs. Superman. Everything is kind of done for convenience. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason to what happens. It's just done because. The the best comparison I can make in recent film is Lex Luthor in this film is, is like Christoph Waltz as Ernst Stavro Blofeld Inspector. Yeah. Which I thought Waltz did a good job as Blofeld Inspector. But the difference was Blofeld and Spectre was played as basically an idiot. 
Yeah. What? Like, his plan made no sense. He ends up getting fucking caught at the film. And it's like, Blofeld shouldn't be caught at the end of the film. He's Bond's supervillain. He know you know, he's has this ridiculous intelligence and depth for planning. This would never happen to him under, like, until, like, the film is totally climax. Lex Luthor is that kind of villain for DC. He is so, like, hell, he even got fucking elected president in the comic books. Mm -hmm. He's, like, that smart. He's that, like, conniving and convincing and well thought out. He wouldn't be this fucking idiotic man-child spouting lines from Alice in Wonderland. That just, like, well, he seems like an idiot, but actually he's really smart, and, like, but you don't really understand how his intellect works. It's just, it yeah. ha it happens because the film wills it to happen. And I think that it would be more, it would be better accepted that the film is kind of changing Lex Luthor as a character if it actually made sense what he was doing. But really, the film, it doesn't, the film never really makes it seem like Lex Luthor has this grandiose plan. Not only that, why does he hate Batman, too? Yeah. yeah I, mean, I can understand why he hates Superman, because he doesn't like the idea of, like, of a god. god. He's, of he's, a god-like figure he, that he has more power. Yeah, yeah, that, that has more power than him. Yeah. I can understand that, but why at the same time, why is he pitting Batman to fight Superman? Why is he, like, what, like, because he's assuming Batman can beat Superman, which is true, but at the same time, like, why would he, like, why would he choose that? Why would he do that? How again? As I said, how does he know Bruce Wayne is Batman? Yeah, it's never explained. It's just like the Bat versus Superman. It's got to happen because Frank Miller wrote about it in 1985 in The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, I think that's that's a big problem with Batman versus Superman. I would be more willing to go along with the whole, you know, with everything that happens if. The film just took a step back from all of the overstuffed bloatedness that it has going for it and just really focused on Batman and Superman and why they dislike each other. Because you do get like a semblance of why that is, but if I think it's more steeped in we want to have a political commentary about what's happening now. And, rather than, and that is true because. This film, like the RoboCop remake, is very, like, in-your-face, like, of, is Superman a god? Is he, like, is he the second coming of Christ? He's, like, a godlike figure, and Batman, oh, and Clark even is so well to point out when Batman's fighting the crime in Gotham, he's like, well, he's terrorizing the poor, and the poor need our help. And it's yeah. like, how is he terrorizing the poor? You don't really explain how Batman could possibly be terrorizing the poor. In fact, he's helping the poor by, but no. You're saying he's a vigilante and he thinks he's above the law. Well, Superman, by you doing what you do, you think you're above the law because you're doing the same thing a fucking vigilante does. You just, you know, try to stop crime where you see it fit. You don't follow the laws or anything, but it, like that make again that makes no sense at all. He's not tied down by the government. They try to make it seem like he is because he shows up to the government hearing that's supposed to inquire about Superman. Should he be controlled by the government because we can't take these type of unilateral actions and if, and that he could kill people with guns in yeah, Africa. I know and, and collateral damage. And it's like. None of this is necessary, and none of this is important. If you wanted to cram political commentary, fine. I, 
You're, but this film does not need it. It does not. Do, it doesn't do it well. And, it's, yeah, it's, it's like very, you, it's like you are not Mark Twain. It's you are not sa- you are not satirizing anything in a no. in thoughtful, intelligent way. It is very ham over fist. Whether you're liberal or conservative, you know, look at this and say this is fucking bullshit. It's it's there's like a lot of grimace inducing like signs signage that you see like. Uh, from the protesters, like and stuff. like like God hates superhumans. Yeah, God hates superhumans. It's like it's like just think it's like just think about that for a second. As I told you, like just think about that for a second. God hates superhumans. God creates the universe. God creates man. God's omnipotent and omniscient. God therefore created everything in the universe. Therefore, God created superhumans. So how can God fucking hate super <laughs> beings? He can't because he fucking created them. Yeah. If you could kind of make like, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying at all that I agree with this. Yeah. I'm saying, like, you could say God hates fags because you choose to be homosexual. I don't believe that at all. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, but, I there, can, but there's, but a, I, can, I can understand the logical a kernel of truth to why somebody would maybe think that. You could, you could think that if you were ignorant yeah. as shit. Yeah. But, like, to think that God hates super beings, it's like, he fucking created the universe. Yeah. He fucking create like everything within it you fucking create the dna yeah. for the evolution he would not hate super being it may, you know it makes sense cuz he created it yeah it's like i understand where they're trying to come from cuz they're trying to make that political satire and thing but it's like you it's stupid yeah. You you did not think this out. It's, it's, it's like sense. RoboCop with Samuel L Jackson trying to be the Fox network and it's like yeah you're taking a cheap shot at Fox it's not hard to do they fucking do it themselves yeah. It's 2015. If you haven't gotten, like, you know, figured out by now that it's not news, it's, like, fucking sensationalism, that's your own fault. Yeah. And it's the same thing with this film. It's, like, you're trying to, like, make this point. Like, this art, like look how smart we are with this point. And it's, like, you're not. You're behind the times. You're behind what people are thinking. You're driving it in a way harder home than it needs to be. And there's no need for this. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like the the film is really... It's not really concerned with the philosophical implications of a god among man. No, it's it's not. It's not. It's it's posing the question so it can make you feel like you're a smarter person. Oh, wow, I never thought of it. It's It's like, no, you're not... No. Not only has it been done before, I mean, it's just not... A prevalent portion of this film to the point where we need to spend so much time with it because I mean for the most part there's there's a lot of time spent on is Superman good or bad you know which is stupid yeah I mean what are you gonna do about it if he is bad who cares you know what what can you possibly do if Superman decides yeah I'm gonna blow up everything yeah as I I told you it's like you know because I was talking to a friend about it, it's like, well, you know, he should be holding to a different power, a certain type of power authority because, you know, he has to be responsible for his actions. It's like, it doesn't matter what his actions are because Superman is above the power and understanding of a normal human being. If he fucking felt like one day, like, well, I'm sick and tired of saving you assholes, and I just, I'm going to destroy the world. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Nothing. Unless Batman, you know, is, kryptonite. As, is able to uh, fashion kryptonite grenades and a spear, you're fucked. If he didn't leave his spear somewhere inconvenient. Yeah, inconvenient for the plot. <laughs> and you're like, it's like, you're fucked. You, yeah. you, you know, you're, it's, there's no, like, there's philosophical debate do. about it. It's, it's, he has this power. He can say, like, you know, 
within this universe, there are certain challenges that are going to be faced. There's no point for the government. I mean, I can understand why the government, well, we got to interrogate and whatnot, you know, because they got to feel like they're in charge and whatnot. But again, there's nothing beholden to Superman to be like, yeah. well, I'll show to this meeting and I'll, I'll answer your questions. If he felt like being like, well, fuck you, I'll do what I want. What's the, what are they going to do? Send tanks after him so he can laugh at them for shoot, you know, shooting at them. Yeah. There, there's nothing, you know. It's, it's a power with, outside of the realm, of human, what, of understanding, human yeah. understanding. You know, and I understand why they're trying to make like the God Jesus thing, but it's like again, it's been done so much, it's been done so many times. Yeah. You don't need it. You don't need him. Like, well, people are seeing him as like a godlike figure. It's like. You don't need that. No, yeah. you don't. You can just say people like people are thankful that Superman is helping them. Like he, like as I said, like when he's tracking at the party, Bruce Wayne, because Bruce he hears Bruce tapping into Lex's computers and whatnot, but he gets sidetracked because he hears there's a burning building in fucking Rio de Janeiro and flies off there to save a what what one person in a burning building. It, it's you know it's not like. The, it's it shows basically, and he get instead of like being like here's your daughter, he's like he gets down on his knees, and people are like, "Thank you, me, thank you," you know, like peace, God. It's you could have just been like, "Here's your daughter." I'm glad I could have been a service, yeah, you know, like Superman would have done. Well, and, but, and, and and but instead they got like they do that, and he's like, "Oh, it, people view him as a god," and it's it's not how people in the comic books view him. they like, oh, he's a hero. He saves people. You know, it's yeah. awesome. We were glad he's there to help. And and that and that point of him hearing Bruce and what's going on, that reflects later on when he, like, when the bomb goes off in the Capitol. And he's like, I didn't know that was going on. It's like, how? You can hear it ticking. That, that literally makes no sense. Unless that bomb is in case, because they explain it when the, there's a bomb that, because when there's a hearing on Superman, and they invite Superman to come about him being, you should not being able to use unilateral action. Superman shows up at the Capitol for this hearing to explain himself. And then there's a former Wayne Tech employee that when Bruce was helping to save uh, people during the Zod attack, he's one of the employees that got crushed in the building and had his legs crushed and had to be amputated. And he hates Superman because it because he blames him for that happening. Makes logical sense. He's um, uh, he's loaded up with a bomb. Thanks yeah, to Lex Luthor. yeah. Lex gives him a bomb in a wheelchair, and he goes and he blows it up. And Superman's the only one to survive. And he explains it like I just I just didn't see it. And it's like you're Superman. Yeah. You Unless have, uh, you have you super can powerful hearing. Yeah, you can hear like as my friend said, who reads the comments, like he can hear every heartbeat on the planet. He can see through everything, except, like, lead. He can see through everything. How did he not know, like, tick, 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 tick. Oh, there's a bomb over there. He's just, they explain away by, like, oh, I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. It's it's like, no, he's, again, he he has godlike powers that people can't understand. He wouldn't just be like, I hear ticking, but I'm just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's it's stupid. It's it's absolutely stupid, and they just try to like I said, like I said, they just try to explain it away. Like, well, he just wasn't paying attention. To that like he just wasn't, you know. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say that we did not very we did not like the beginning part of 
Batman vs. Superman. I would say, like, the first hour and a half is very much tedious, like, plot-setting device. But what did you think when you, you know, when we were kind of getting into more of the action-oriented uh, parts of it, um, you know, Batman in the car um, chase, um, you know, you. And, <laughs> and ultimately, you know, like, when he's actually fighting Batman, or um, when he's actually fighting Superman. Um, Batman kills too many people. It's not said that he kills people, but he definitely. But kill- you can tell that he, he kills people. He kills people. Now, like, now like, that- like, like when he, like when he threw the fucking wooden crate against the guy's head. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, the guy didn't walk away in severe concussion <laughs> and wondering like, where am I? No, that would have killed him. Wait. He would have had blunt force trauma to the head, like it's a Law and Order episode, and the guy got beaten by a steel pipe. Guy's dead. When you Batman have- doesn't kill yeah. people. When you really stop to think about that. That specific scenario, it's fucking hilarious. It's not supposed to be, but it's fucking no, I know, hilarious. I know, I know, it is funny. I laughed at it, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, Batman does not kill. I don't care if you want to be like, well, he lived actually back in like the early days, he carried a gun around and he actually was willing to kill people. That, that'd be like, okay, that's fine and dandy. His modern character does not kill. It'd be like me saying, well, I like Lupin the Third. I like the manga Lupin the Third. Therefore, ma- Lup- the Lupin manga should take supersede the entire Lupin series as him being a rapist and whatnot. Because he rapes people in the manga. Like, I'm just going to have my way with you. And it's like, because that's the character. No, he's evolved over time. And for the majority of Batman's time, he does not kill. He values life because of what happened to his parents. He, like... So you wouldn't yeah. think to kill, like, low-life criminals. He may leave them beaten, broken, and bludgeoned to where they may not walk again, but he's not going to kill them because that goes against his principles. So him throwing, like, a fucking wooden crate against somebody's head goes against his principles. For him driving around a Batmobile blowing up cars that have people in it, he's like, eh, you'll be fine, you'll be, you know, burnt, th- have third-degree burns for the rest of their life. They're good, though. No, they're dead. They're dead. So that like like ass- like partially assassinates Batman's character. See, that didn't bother me though. That, that Batman killing people doesn't really bother me. I don't really I don't really give a shit if he kills people. And in in this film, it's treated no, as a no, reboot. No, but I mean, we don't actually. See, you know, if it's treated as a reboot, like you're saying, we don't. There's no. There's no reason to think that this Batman is the same Batman that we ever we we see. No, in but as I said though, but he it's. It, like I said, everybody's knows the Batman mythology at this point. Yeah. You know he does not kill. That he doesn't do it. If you look back as the fucking Dark Knight, he could have killed the Joker. What does he do? He fucking saves him. And so the Joker's like, "We're gonna be destined to do this forever, you and I." Yeah. Because Batman will refuse to kill him. That's why the fuck he fucking constantly throughout the comic books. Fights in, like, the movies and everything, and cartoons. Fights the Joker. Why? He's not willing to kill him. Because he values human life. No matter how insane and how much damage they could do, that he values human life absolute. So even if his worst enemy he's not willing to kill, given the opportunity, we're going to just like, yeah, fuck you, goodbye, and drop him off a skyscraper to kill him. He's not going to do it. So some fucking low-life thug that he's chasing in a car... He has no reason to kill, because it goes against his principles. Granted, as you said, the film doesn't really explain or go in-depth enough into his background of his 20-year, 10-year as Batman and nobody fucking knowing about it Yeah. for you to understand it. But at the yeah. same time, he's... 
Batman. He does not do that. It's like the same thing with Superman. Superman does not kill. I know in the Man of Steel, he kills Zod. He snaps his neck. And like that goes against that goes against his character. If it was an actual like real like Superman film, he would he would have thrown like Zod in the Phantom Zone or something like that mm-hmm. to like you know or imprisoned him somehow or taken his powers away somehow. He wouldn't have killed him because Superman again he's supposed he's supposed to be that idyllic character that you can look up to and aspire to that he that like that is beneath him. That he can find another way. Hmm. And yeah, sometimes, you know, it's being tested, but there is all, you know, he can try to find that other way. And at, at the same time, this, like, again, this film is like, it's like assassinating, you're assassinating Batman's character by assuming, hey, he's finally blowing up this car with, like, his fucking machine guns on his Batmobile for some low-life thug. Yeah. Because, man, it's just a low-life thug. His whole character is based on the fact that he's been traumatized so bad by his parents killing, he wants to stop crying but not kill them, but see them put to justice. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it didn't really bother me that he killed people. That that was probably my the least of my... It's implied. Like I said, it's implied. It's not like... Yeah, it's not It's not shown that he technically kills people. But, I mean, if, always... you're, if, if you think about it, it's like, well, that box hitting him at that head at that velocity... He's not walking like, I have a concussion. He's walking away with, my brain's been smashed in. I think the only time that you really see him killing people is in his dream sequence. When he's using a gun. Which again, again, as I said, in the early comics, like, yeah, he uses guns, but he... In general, In in general, it's been established in the Batman lore, because of his parents dying, he, you know, does not like guns. So to see him sitting there with a sniper rifle in a dream sequence... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like, looking around, like, oh, he fires, like, a a tracker. It's, like, still, like, he would not use, like, something that looks like a sniper rifle used to, like, pick people off to... Yeah. To do that. It's, it's, uh, it's. I mean, I think that as the the film progressed, though, I started to like it a little bit more. You know, as it as it got into its, you know, there when it, once it shed the, the sort of like the the boredom of just setting up these elements. Um, I could, I I guess I could, I wouldn't say that I would, I didn't enjoy it, but it was I could, I, yeah, it was tolerable to watch. You know, Batman fight bad guys, and then Batman fight Superman. Um, I think that that was probably the best. As it goes on, I think that it gets better. The Batman versus Superman fight, I think, is definitely tolerable for the most part. It's contrived. Yeah. Um, That fight could have been stopped within a heartbeat. Uh, When Superman gets there and says, hey, they've got my mother. Yeah, instead of being like, hey, I need your help. They have my mother. I need your help. He's like, Bruce, we don't need to do this. He's like, I'm going to fight you. He's like, we don't need to do this. And he's like, like, hell, we don't. Yeah, and then it it's, just happens. It's, 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 yeah, it just happens. Instead of being like, you know, you're like shouting, like as a fan, like you're shouting at the screen, like, just say I need your help, Bruce. I oh, know. Like, yeah, but no, he's gotta be, he, of course, he's got to do this stereotypical thing. Like, you don't understand, I need your help, you know. Yeah, it was all there it, for convenience yeah. as well, to it, get it, them to fight. It, plot, total fucking plot convenience. Not only that, you haven't given like your opinion on Lex Luthor yet. I, I know I said I didn't like Jesse Eisenberg as. Uh, I mean, but I mean, so like, like that whole setup of him, 
talking to Superman about how he needs to go and kill the Batman to get his mother back it's unharmed. And within this specific amount of time. It's absolutely ridiculous. And the you know the the guy that we were talking about before who said he's like the Riddler, that's right. I mean, in that scenario, the Riddler would fucking do that. Yeah, the Riddler would say you've got the you know he Can't. would say the exact same thing that that uh, Lex Luthor says in that is like you had an hour, now you've only got you know and, and, fifteen and he, minutes, and he would carry that's it. exactly and he, what and the he would, ca- would say. and he would carry an egg timer around going like tick tock Batman, the White Rabbit says you're late, yeah, you're late. You're late. You know that would be like the Riddler, and I and I totally agree with John when he says that. Like, yeah. like Je- if Jesse Eisenberg played the Riddler in a Batman film, I thought he would have done a great job. Like, yeah. like, like you would have been a great Edward Enigma. Yeah, you would have been great. But to play what has been known, especially over the past twenty five plus years, as like a serious businessman who's smart and cunning. Yeah, he fails totally. Not only that. He, like, again, like I said, he, they make him look like he's some fucking Tourette's-ridden hipster who's like, well, no, no, his plan just came together because he's so smart, you just can't comprehend it. And that, to me, is, like, just unacceptable. It's totally unacceptable. And the fact that within that scenario of Lex telling Superman, like, well, you're gonna, because what happens is, Lex is able to gain entrance to the Zod ship and find out all the information about Kryptonians and their weaknesses and who Clark Kent is and who, you know, who Superman is. He's able to gain all that knowledge. So he tells Clark in that scenario, he knows who that Clark is Clark. He knows that Clark's Superman. He knows that Martha is his mother. He's kidnapped his mother. And if he doesn't go out there and fight Superman... And within and kill him in thirty five minutes. That Martha's dead, and it doesn't explain though how he knows that Batman is, how Batman is Bruce Wayne. It doesn't explain how why he would have any hatred towards Batman or any angst towards Batman unless he's hoping that Batman because he set in his like I said in this Palpatine type plan of him had like setting up the kryptonite to be stolen by Batman. That he like you know so that Superman gets killed in that fight. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the overall goal. Is like so he sets it up that Batman steals the Kryptonite and he kills Superman. I believe that's the goal because I think when Superman comes back, he was not expecting. He says something to the effect that he's expe- yeah he's expect- expecting Batman to be the winner and that he wasn't expecting him to come. Yeah, back. but at the same time, like how does he know Batman's that smart? How does he know Batman has that kind of resources? How does yeah. he again? How does he know Batman is Bruce Wayne? If we're going off the fact that the film is implying that, well, he figures out that Superman is Clark Kent because in the Zod ship they said they have information from ten thousand different worlds, and that because. Clark is a kryptonite that he's able to figure out that Kal-El is Superman, who is Clark Kent. It doesn't explain how the ship is able to tell him how Bruce Wayne is Batman, unless the ship somehow has been studying the Earth. And again, the film doesn't explain at all how if the ship was studying Earth and finds out, oh yeah, Bruce Wayne's Batman, just in case you were interested. Yeah. You know, like, you know, a helpful little trick tip for a video game. It makes no sense how he figures that out, unless you're supposed to assume he's such a super genius, he's able to figure that out. Which, if that's the case, then why wear the fucking cowl if he's not, you know, yeah. if he's not able to hide his identity so well? Yeah. And it just, like you said, again, it's like it assassinates, 
characters within the comic book continuity all around. It's just like you're making everybody look foolish. Yep. And it's, it's annoying. And like, I'm getting more like anger just like thinking about like everything like right now instead of like in the film. Like, I left the film and I, was, I was annoyed but not like incensed. And now I'm just like kind of talking oh, yeah, about yeah. it. But it's like just like this fucking makes no sense. I think that's the biggest thing is that you have a film that could have gotten away with just being really simplistic with Batman vs. Superman as the title suggests that also kind of starts the Justice League, that it sets that in motion, but when, with... You could have done that with nothing! You, right, all, yeah. you, all you could have done is like a two-hour film, yeah. where it's Batman vs. Superman, Batman sees what Superman does against fighting Zod, therefore he doesn't like him. Superman sees what Batman's doing, say like, it's not the fact that he's a vigilante, but say like he's doing his justice, like, brutally, like how he's intimidating, like, show how like Batman's intimidating... Because that's Batman's big, like, calling card. Like, yeah. it's not just about, like, like not attacking crime. He intimidates them. He's he's the man in the dark. He's the and bat. He's the bat. He scares the shit out of villains because he comes from the dark and scares the hell out of them. And show Superman and be like, well, I'm against that because, like, he's, you know, he's... Not only that, but that he's a threat to Superman because he has this intuition that no, he knows how to craft a kryptonite... Uh, you know, smoke bomb, like he does in this film, yeah. you know, he has that knowledge of how to do it, so he's a threat to Superman because of that. Yeah, like, show, like, how Superman would be threatened to him by the fact, like, oh, he's just, like, smart as I am, yeah. he's, like, he's, in, you know, he's intelligent, he's strong, he's strong-willed, and how he could possibly pose a threat to me, if you like, and then show, like, how their opinions differ enough to where they would butt heads. You don't need to have Lex be the one to nope. join them together. You can I just, think that's a waste, actually. Yeah, I you're, wa- you're, a waste of you're a wasting Lex as, like, a future villain down the road. I mean, obviously, he's going to be a villain yeah. down the road. Maybe, not, like, not as big as a, of a part, but he's going to be a villain down the road. And it's just, like, you could have saved him for later. Yep. Or, if anything, you could have had him kind of, like, a cameo bit, like, with the original Batman, how you had Billy D. Williams being, like, a cameo bit as... Uh, Two Face. He, he wasn't yet Two Face, but you had him being uh, Harvey. Yeah, and just you know, and like lead how like down the line how Lex might be like. Well, I feel threatened by all like what like see him see how Superman Batman fights and see how like how he views that and be like you know like shit I feel threatened by this and his godlike power and all that and I'm going to use my money and my resources and my intellect to. Try to fight against that. Yep. Yeah, and you know the thing is that it's just as we spent over an hour and a half trying to kind of summarize the plot, it's just way, way, way too much, and we're not even done with it. (laughs) We haven't even gotten to the finale of it. Um, There's now at the end of it, after Batman and Superman have kind of made up with their ridiculous, like we both have moms named Martha thing. Now there's Doomsday. Which, 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 by the way, like, the world... Batman is not just a detective, as Rachel Gould calls him. Like, hello there, detective. He's, he's the world's greatest detective. Yeah. The world's greatest detective. So you're telling me that he's not able to figure out who, you know, Superman is, 
Not only that, not figure out that Superman's Clark Kent. Because if there was anyone to figure out who was who by first, like alias first, it would be Batman. Right. Batman would figure out Superman's Clark Kent before Superman figures out that Batman's Bruce Wayne. So you're telling me not only that he's not able to figure out who Superman is, but when he's like, I need to do save Martha, he's like, Who's Martha? Mm-hmm. Who is she? And you have to have Lois step in like, That's his mother! And he's like, Oh yeah! Oh, you you came from a vagina too? Okay then, let's let's go save her. A vagina named Martha. Martha. <laughs> but yeah, you know it's just overly complex, and then you you add Doomsday onto it at the end, and as, when as you're at that point, I, literally, I was sitting there in the theater like it just keeps going. It just not, not only not only that, but when I saw Doomsday, it's like well, you you totally wasted a villa. Yeah, exactly. Doomsday. Doomsday is a huge villain, like within the comic book. He's he's an he's the one that first kills Superman. Yep. He's in like in spoiler alert. If you've gotten this far, he kills Superman at the end. Yep. Like the comic books. I mean, obviously Superman's going to come back, so it's not like anything you have to worry about. But it's like that is a plot point and whatnot. You could have brought films down the road. Yeah, you you're, could, have, you're, you could you're, have had another film that was not Batman vs. Superman because there's already so much happening in this film. Not, not only that, you could have done, like, not in, like, the next film. Or, like, you know, like, Justice, when they finally get around, like, Justice League 2, be like, Doomsday's, the, like, the villain that shows up. And he's able, like, by the end, it's a hard-fought battle, and the whole Justice League has to get in. They have to call upon even people who aren't part of the Justice League, which is part of the Justice League Unlimited cartoon, which is, like, season 3, 4, and 5 to the Justice League cartoon, where it's not just, like, the seven original Justice League members, but it's, like, they get, like, a shit ton of different heroes involved. Yeah. Where you can, like, you know, throw, like, all these random heroes involved that wouldn't have been, like, a big part, like Green Arrow, Black Canary, and all that. What do they do? No, they, wait, they wasted here, like, oh, you know, Doom's, you know. It's a total waste. So it, it sets up for, like, Darkseid to be the next villain in the, when the Justice League film kind of finally comes around. But at the same point, it's like, who are you leaving yourself with to be, like, a big Justice League villain at, for the oncoming films? None. I mean, as much as I would love to see Gorilla Grodd, how many people are going to be like, oh, you're yeah, Gorilla Grodd! Yeah, that's awesome! Yeah, they'd probably be like, who the f- why is there a fucking talking ape and how is he a threat to the Justice League? Yep. It like you you totally blew your load and just totally ruined. I mean, I know they can bring back Doomsday one of these days. You can obviously just easily with snapping fingers do that, but at the same time, yeah. it's like you blew your load. And not only that, Doomsday looked like shit in this film. Yeah, it definitely looked like a bad Injustice cutscene. Is what you know we were the talking do- about. The, the Doomsday from Injustice looked much better. From, yeah. Than in this film, he looked like shit. And even after they add like his, uh, like you know, his spikes that he's known for, it still looked like shit. Yeah. And it, it, it's a total waste. It's a total waste of the villain. Like I said, if they just kept, like, I think too many, especially with superhero films, they try to think so far ahead and so like so complicated like, complicated like they're being creative it's like if you just stuck to a simple plot of this is batman this is superman 
they beat each other. This is why they don't like each other. And the fight they, that they have, yeah. and how it somehow resolves itself, where and one they, either defeats the other, but they they're not able to kill each other, and they come like you know come to like agreeing terms that that results in like the very very initial formation of the Justice League. Yeah, just a just a really quick you know formation like oh you know this like, is like, in the works. You know, yeah. you still have the introduction to what's coming, but you don't need an entire, you know, series of characters that are shown specifically within the film to introduce it. Yeah, like like they had, like they had like a because uh, Wonder Woman's in the yeah, film. Yeah, got Wonder Woman, which we haven't even talked about yet. Yeah, um, and they yeah, and they show in like very quick scenes, you know. Aquaman's coming, the Flash's coming, and apparently Cyborg. Cyborg, which I kind of not. I groaned at, but I'm like, why? He's part of the Teen Titans, not the Justice League, but... And, and, you know, it's like... Okay, it's nice that you're, like, showing, like, hey, these, you know, there's these superhumans out They're there... Coming, yeah. That, that, you know, Batman's aware of, and he... Because he discovers that Wonder Woman's a superhuman, but it's not... It doesn't add anything to the film, so it's like... They just had these little, like... And 15 second cameos, and it's like... So when the Justice League film comes around, you'll know, like, hey, they'll be there, but it's kind of like... Where's Green Lantern? Right. Where, where's Hot Girl? Where's Martian Manhunter? It's, it's, yeah. You know, it adds nothing to the film. So like, even if you didn't know anything about it, you'd just be like, why the hell are they showing a, a crappy guy with crappy CGI fins and whatnot <laughs> floating in the sea with a trident, being like, "There's a camera looking at me." Yeah, and 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 wasting that that time on those. You know, those reveals rather than spending that time on you know Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and Wonder like you said and Wonder Woman they didn't they don't build Wonder Woman up at all. It's just it's just her like she's there for like out of the entire film maybe fifteen minutes yeah fifteen minutes she's very barely there in the beginning but she shows up at the end to help fight Doomsday with Superman Batman because Batman figured out that. She's been alive since World War One, yep. and she's like, "Well, I'm here to help." You know, I forget, I forsaken man, but now I guess I'll help. I'll be and, honest, and 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 Bruce's like, "Right," and then they fight. You know, Doomsday. It's like kind of like she she has no bearing on what's going on. It's like they don't say like, "Oh, my name's Diana. I'm you know I'm from the, you know this Amazonian tribe that descends from Athena or anything like that." It's just like. I think that's a waste too, really. I think it's a waste that they had Wonder Woman introduced so, uh, really inconsequentially for most of the film. And and then she's supposed to be the next film too? Yeah, I I think so. So it's like, like one of the more recent ones coming up. So it's like, you didn't build anything up to that film, because it's like, you did nothing with her. You made her seem so inconsequential, and she's just like, well, I'm at this party, because... I'm trying to find a picture, a photograph. a photograph that Lex has of me, and I want it back because you know I haven't been seen for over a hundred years. But he has a picture of me, and I just want to take it. And yeah. I'm, you know, and you've uh, you you figured out who I am, and it's like they never say she's Wonder Woman. You know, you know, you if, know you if, together, if you're so. a, if you're astute with comic books, like she's Wonder Woman, they don't ever say like. Her name is Diana. They don't ever explain like what her powers is. It's just like, oh yeah, she just can block shit with her bracelet, bracelet, like her oh, shield, you know, and her shield and her sword. And 
You know, like, if you knew nothing, like, see, like, where I said, like, if you know nothing about Batman, you go in the film blind. Wonder Woman's not as well known. It's like, no. it's kind of like, well, why is she, how is she able to do all that shit? It's like, well, it's not explained that, like, well, she's almost as strong as Superman. She's almost as fast as Superman, but, you know, she has limitations and whatnot. Like, yeah. And no, none of that shit's explained. It's just like, oh, yeah, she's out there doing, you know, Wonder yeah, Woman shit. Doing her thing. Yeah, so I think it's, I mean, we we came out of that film, Batman vs. Superman, really unimpressed, right? I mean, you would say you were unimpressed. Yeah. And honestly, you, you had a hard time sitting through it. And I'll agree that for the majority of it, I had a hard time sitting through it. And I think the argument is, is that, you know, it did well because it had a great opening box office return, which is not... is. It's not a, uh, a an indicator that any of the every, other DC Comics films will do the same. Because well, I was saying, I was saying, like after, like everybody was going to go see this film. Whether it be like if you even if you knew this film was going to be shit, total shit, everybody was going to go see this. You film. still want to see what happens because everybody loves, Again, like as I said, everybody loves Batman. So whether this film was shit or not, whether you th- hated the idea of Affleck being Batman or not, you were going to go this- into this film and see it because it's a fucking DC Batman film. And you and, gotta see what happens. Yeah, and you gotta see. So even if it's shit, like, so everyone sees it the first week and like, alright, yeah, it's shit, and no one goes see it again. It doesn't mean like, when they come out with Wonder Woman, people can see Wonder Woman. They may like, like no. Like, yeah, they- because people... Like, let's face it, people just are not as interested in Wonder Woman. You're not going to have that same sort of uh, iconic character-driven fan, you know, fan audience that Batman has. So, like, people are not going to run out and be like, yeah, I really want to see Wonder Woman because I love Wonder Woman. Because a lot of people don't. I mean, a lot of people just don't know Wonder Woman that well. I so, mean, well, I mean, as I say, like, there hasn't been a major Wonder Woman film. Yeah. There, the only major Wonder Woman television series was back in the 70s, yeah, 70s, 70s with Linda Carter. Carter, so it's, yeah, it's, and, it, it's that, and not, but only not only that, it's, you know, it's the Nolan Batman films, whether you like them or not, love and, them. And, I love and most people like them, rejuvenated Batman. It definitely did, yeah. By a long shot, especially The Dark Knight, like, people to this day, like, I don't find Heath Ledger to be the best Joker. I think Mark Hamill in the cartoon series is the best Joker. And I think it's not even up for debate how like well he captured the character. But Heath Ledger, like as the Joker in that film itself, cap- recaptured... Because not even as much as Batman Begins. Because if you think about it, Batman Begins is kind of like a... Yes, it's a very Nolan film, and it's a very astute film... And it's, but it's kind of more for the hardcore Batman fans. If you are just like the layman Batman fan, who do you expect for a villain? Joker, Penguin, Two-Face. You don't get that. Yeah. You get Ra's al Ghul and the Scarecrow. Yeah. So, like, that's like, you know... Those right? aren't really going to cater to, like, your gen- general you're, Batman. Yeah, your general fan. So that, like, that itself, yeah. you know, was a very bold beginning. Yep. It makes sense, though, because yeah, he, sense. he's trained under Rache. But it, it, you know, not going to cater to your fans. Dark Knight totally caters to everybody because it's the Joker. The Joker, and, and, and even and even um, with Two Face too. Yeah, you you know that's definitely like you're hitting two at the same time that that are general 
Batman tropes. Yeah, and well-known villains and part of the rogues gallery. So it's, you know, and, it, and it's and even, done... Even the, with the Dark Knight Rises, you've got Bane. And, I mean, people do know Bane. I mean, it's kind of hard not to, you, you know, you have I think Batman... He, I think he's known better because I think he uh, from that film, because I think he's so sullied in Batman versus Robin. Where he's just, Batman and Robin, yeah. Where he's just that ra- random crunk going... Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Batman and Robin saw that for my birthday as well. <laughs> what a terrible birthday <laughs> movie list you've had. Seal. No, that's Batman Forever. Yeah, I know. Well, actually, is it Batman Forever? Yeah, it's yeah, ba- it's Kiss of Rose from Batman. Kiss of Rose. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, but so, you had, like, so at least with the, like, the, the Nolan films that, whether, like, you agree with how well they're done or not, they've set the bar high. Yeah, they did. And so, coming into this film was basically the reboot, like, it's a sequel yeah. for Man of Steel, but it's a reboot for Batman. Fails totally. Yeah. It, and... It, and developing his character, and developing who he is, yeah. and develop like, and like, and not like for Superman. We haven't even talked about. I think Henry Cavill as Superman. He's not bad. Again, he's like Ben Affleck. He's not bad at all. He's actually pretty good. Yeah, he's good. But they don't give him shit to do. No, there's nothing to do. Uh, and I think that comes off with like Lois too, because there's really nothing for either of them to do. Yeah, barely showing her tits. <laughs> yeah, Amy Adams is really showing off her tits in this one. Not but enough. Not yeah, not <laughs> enough. But yeah, she's she's getting her 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 uh, her salary a, must have been bumped up. Yeah, by at her least a and, mil- her A and B's are getting uh, uh, <laughs> some attention. Some screen time there, but uh, yeah, I just think that there's just not enough for them to do, and you, I think more of so it's just given to Batman having a couple of fever dreams and and Superman having his own little dream sequence with his ghost father. And oh god, Kevin Costner ruins every film. <laughs> and so that, know, that 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 actually was bad. If that scene was like of like Marlon Brando as like Jor-El in the original Superman, or at least like like a callback to like Jor-El or something, that would be a little bit better than Kevin Costner being like drunk Clark Kent, I mean not yeah. Clark uh I can't. I'm drawing a blank on his dad's name. Uh, I can't. Remember. Jor is no, no, no Jor El's is. I don't know. Crypt, a Krypton father, but I can't. Remember, I can't remember what. Uh, for some reason, I can't remember what Clark's father, uh, Smallville father's name is. But anywho, like having Kevin Costner, it makes sense because like he couldn't. He's able to connect more to him because he grew up and learned from him but at the same time the fuck his father figure is like the drunk alcoholic type figure yeah because in man of steel like clark has the ability to save people like in a bus and whatnot he's like well, sometimes maybe you shouldn't do that because uh you don't want to be exposed and it's like and from the comic book inter- you know his comic book iteration but no you save people because you can that's yeah. what you do not like we well, don't want to do that i mean yeah it'd be nice but uh don't want to expose yourself there. Uh, yeah. And he's like just giving like a drunken ramble. Like, I remember as a child how a rainstorm came and drowned some of his horses. Yeah, saved the farm and drowned be, the horses. We're going to be flooded, but uh, me and my father sat there, dug a nice irrigation system and saved the farm from being drowned. But that water went upstream and drowned horses. I saw them neighing in my sleep. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's like totally, 
And then Clark's like, so how did you get over it? He's like, found me a woman. <laughs> <laughs> she blew my problems away. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just... It's like, yeah, that's 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 good. That's, uh... I just don't think they, they don't have enough for, for, for Superman and Lois... To, to really cement them as characters, and maybe part of that is because of Man of Steel, but really they, they should have spent enough time to, to give them something here to work with. Well, I guess they didn't do anything with any of the characters. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what what you walk away with with Batman vs. Superman is that, one, it's overstuffed with just everything. That This film... That's two and a half hours long. Should have been an hour thirty, hour forty-five. I would say hour forty-five. You could have cut down a lot of the stuff. Could have gotten rid of Doomsday because that's just a waste. You could have used that in something else. You see, you don't need it here. Uh, could have gotten rid of that. Could have really focused on Batman and Superman, and then why they dislike each other, rather than <laughs> just quick vignettes of them be, like yeah. like doing something and quick vignettes, and then. Um, unrelated tasks, mm -hmm. and then Lex Luthor bringing Kryptonite in because we don't need that. We don't need you know to see the whole process of Lex Luthor importing Kryptonite from a, you know yeah. from the Indian, Indian Ocean. Not only, not only that, you could have had like Superman and Batman fight each other at the end, and Batman's you know with his powered suit that he's got on for the fight that allows him to survive blows from Superman. When he's in this fight, you could have him like be, like you know like. Like, Superman be like, well, I've gotten you beat, Bruce, you know, what are you going to do? And Bruce be like, I got this, and, you know, oh, it's kryptonite. And then ex yeah. you could ex exposit, like, how he got that and how, you know, figured out it's a weakness. You didn't need Lex being like, I found this magical emerald stone in the water, and then I took it to the lab, and I tested it, and then I put it up against sound, and I realized the cells were dying, and then I weaponized it, woohoo, you know. Cause you, you don't need that. You could have just, like, exposited, like, Bruce gets in this fight, he's getting his ass beat, like, you could just actually show him, like, because in the fight, Batman's kicking Superman's ass basically the entire yeah, time. the whole time. Because he's got the kryptonite that he stole from Lex, but instead you could have had Superman kicking Bruce's ass, yeah. which would have been more fitting, because he's that makes super sense. Yeah. Superman, he's the godlike being that Batman apparently hates for being a godlike being, and show when, like, Superman's got the upper hand, and show Bruce is able to beat him, because... He has kryptonite, and then, yeah. ex then explain, and then go from there. Yeah, I think, but, th but they don't. They go the opposite direction. They should have spent more time with just showing right after you know Man of Steel with Superman fighting Zod. Why Batman is just like his growing frustration with Superman being around, and just kind of that as the harbinger for what and not only that it showed like what Superman doing deeds that are good and perceived by the public as good but show like not like oh a fucking power plant blew up but like show like some kind of collateral damage yeah. not like not like massive collateral damage but like some show something that would make Bruce be like no that's like show yeah. him like no that's why something. that's wrong wrong like be more subtle about it not like well I flew in here and saved this one girl but this fucking you know Building went sky high and blew up, but hey, yeah. you know. Yeah, and you know, I th I think that's it's just a case of like what we wish would have happened, and unfortunately, what we're left with is you know what Batman versus Superman gives us, which is I won't say that I'm I'm totally uh, turned off from like seeing another DC movie in the series because I think I'll still go see like Wonder Woman. 
I think I'll still see it. What, what, whether I like this film or not, when they do finally come out with Justice League, I will see Justice League. And j- just just to kind of see. Yeah, we'll see it, what happens. Because if it's, if it's still Zack Snyder at the helm, it's going to be like, oh, uh, oh shit. I, yeah. and, and but I mean, like, at the same time, like, like, I don't understand when they're doing like, the whole superhuman project, why like, it makes no sense for like, Flash has these powers, and like he says, like you know, says like a robbery in a convenience store. Like, yeah, he wouldn't do anything else with that, or, or you know, fucking Aquaman. Like they just show him in the sea. Like you're showing nothing of Atlantis and like how he rules an empire under the sea of Atlanteans. Or you know, where's Green Lantern in all this? Is Green Lan- the Green Lantern series dead to this franchise because Ryan Reynolds' film ruined it? Like, <laughs> well, let's just take for I mean, I. I- I can see it both ways, because I can see where Zack Snyder would have difficulties bringing this Batman versus Superman idea to film, because it is it is a complicated scenario. All you had to do, and even, I'm saying like comic, but like, all you had to do, copy fucking Batman, uh, The Dark Knight Returns, yeah. except instead of making Batman be like a 55-year-old 50, pissed-off man... As a vigilante coming back in the dark night as an old man and then runs into Superman because of the powers of the situation. Just fucking make it so he's like 35. And, yeah. And, and a new Bruce, you know. and Because the, the, the film is basically doing the Dark Knight Rises all over again. You can, hell, you can tell yeah, from the, is. you can tell from like the bat suit, the, the bat logo, and like just how Batman is. It's like a solely drunken asshole who's like, I fucking hate so, you know. It's yeah. basically Frank Miller's Dark Knight Rises, but just tweaked a little bit differently and not done nearly as well. I mean, I, mean, I can see the the issues with it, and I can see wanting to appeal to most of the most of the people that are going to be watching it, while also making sure that you're you're doing justice to both of them. But yeah, I mean, it it didn't it didn't turn out well. But like I said, I can see where. I don't. I don't think that Zack Snyder necessarily needs to be taken from the helm. I think that I would be interested in seeing the next uh, place that this series goes to see is it on the right track for Justice League or is there you know do, does it really need a course correction? But I, mean, I think we're going to see that because I think we're going to see a huge drop off in the number of people that go to see you know, the next film in the series, because if you think about, let's say this film made $400 million on its first opening weekend. And let's say that 50% of the people did not like it. So now we're going to go into Wonder Woman and we're going to have a $200 million opening weekend, which is, and I don't really know the budget for I imagine films, the, ba- but I'm the gonna budget say it's is probably going to be around two hundred and fifty million dollars, yeah, something like that. Yeah, to three hundred. Um, so let's say that that has a an opening weekend of two hundred million. They're still going to make they're still going to make bucks on that. So even I would say even if they had like two films, like say like you had Wonder Woman and Aquaman, like I'm not sure what they're planning, but so you had those two films next before you finally get the Justice League. Yeah. If they made at least their money back, I think they'd stay the course. Yeah. Because they know like. No matter what, Justice League's going to make money. Because at this point, because, like I said, superheroes and their films and the comic books are so well-ingrained in pop culture. Even if it takes five years from now to finally fucking get to Justice League, people will go see it. It's like, finally! Yeah. A Justice League film is being made. Whether it's 
you know it's going to be garbage or not, people are going to go see it. I'm thinking they'll stay the course, and I think they should stay the course. I think they should see what Zack Snyder's vision has. And like you said, there's always the chance to reboot, and that's fucking more money. Who's going to pass up the chance to see how this does... Probably make money. Most likely yeah, make, make money. money. And, and then see. And, and then if it doesn't make it, it, it just doesn't make as much money as they want. Just make reboot. And then yeah, we're gonna reboot and then, and then, Hey, we're gonna make a new Batman Superman film, but it's gonna be different this time. With we a got different you, vision. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in 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 all honesty, they should stay the course and see how it goes because I, I I'm not gonna say that I think that Zack Snyder is a hack. I know that a lot of people like have been saying that. I, I don't think. I, actually, I don't, I don't really have a, a opinion one way or the other. I don't really... I can't say that I'm a huge fan of his films, and I can't say that I really hate all of his films either. I, I don't even know if I have that much of a opinion. opinion on it whatsoever. But I think they should stay the course, see how it goes, and then, you know, there's always that option to reboot. Like you said with, like, Spider-Man, they're... What, what, when was like the the original Sam Raimi Spider Man? Not that long ago, like, not like ten like two, years ago. Like, yeah, two thousand. Like ten years ago. Yeah, like so, two thousand one, two thousand. So you you have that amount of time in between. You can always reboot. You can always and and, and like and like I said, some of the re- those reboots have been like not that far off. Like yeah, the Incredible Hulk and Nora. I think it was like two thousand four and like two thousand seven. You had a reboot. Of yeah, the Incredible yeah. Hulk. It's like so. It's like, it's like, it's like yeah. It's like yeah. We realized that one wasn't that good. So here's another one. There's, you know? there's always the option to reboot. So I think you should stay the course. We'll see how it goes. I'm not turned like Batman vs Superman didn't didn't turn me off in in such a way that I wouldn't go check out another one in this series. Um, so I think in a way that's a that's a positive for it. You know, I would still go see another one, and especially for, like, the podcast, I'd go see, like, Wonder Woman or something like that. I mean, I'd go see it, but I think at the same time, it'd be, like, very... I think I'd, that would I'd, be your telling point, though. I'd be I like, think you would... If you went to see Wonder Woman, and you're like, wow, this is awesome shit, I you, still, would, you would be out. You'd no, be done. No, no, I'd still go see Justice League. Well, you'd still be... Because as I want yeah. to see a... Ju- I do really want to see a Justice League. I, I, like... Look, in the perfect world, I would love to see a great Justice League film with Batman and Superman and The Flash and Wonder Woman and Green yeah. Lantern, like, fight whatever needs to be, you know, fought in that film. But at the same time, it's like, this film did nothing to build, like, yes, I understand it's like a trailer to the Justice League. I, I honestly don't really have that much of a problem with it if it was done well. If it was a done well, like a film that was done well, and at the end of the movie you could be like, well, this is just a trailer that just, like, but it was good, like, you know, yeah. then fine, fine, because you could say the same thing like any of the Marvel films. Yeah, like, those are trailers. You too, could say, like, yeah. like they were, tra- like, you know, building up to the Avengers, like, well, they're trailers to the Avengers, like, but they were good, they were enjoyable, they, you know, they captured your interest and wanted you to keep following what the narrative that was going on. And this, I just feel like it's... They did nothing for any of the characters. Lex is a joke. Uh, Batman, like I said, as much as I do like Henry Cavill and I do like Ben, A- I do. I thought Ben Affleck did much better than I thought he would do. It's almost like, well, they didn't give him anything to do though. So yeah. it's like, just imagine, like, kind of imagine now, like if Ben Affleck was Batman the Bale series. Mm-hmm. He, he probably would have been really good. Yeah. He, you know, he probably would have been a very good, agreeable Batman. 
But, like, they didn't give him anything to do. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Henry Cavill. Like, he, he's just there. Yeah. As Superman, he's just kind of there. And... And it's a sh- it's a shame, and I think I think is like I said I'm going to see the films when they come out, but it's just kind of I don't look for it's not like I like I like sit like I can't wait for this to come out. So I'm like, well, it's finally out. Okay, let's go mm-hmm. let's go see this. And that's 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 disappointing. That's the unfortunate thing about the whole thing is that you know. With how we felt about Batman versus Superman, there's no, there's no excitement for the next features, and that's the thing. And I, you know, I don't think you're what? wrong if you really enjoyed Batman versus Superman. I'm glad for you. I'm glad that you enjoyed it because somebody does. <laughs> yeah, because at least, like, at least you enjoyed it. Because when we sat through it and we did not enjoy it, 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 the experience felt like a chore. Like a chore, interminable. Is what I would say, like it, like never ending. Uh, honestly, when when uh, the the whole thing started with um, Doomsday, I kind of I was like just thinking, like, oh my god, it's not ending. Like it just keeps going. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like I said, like that was totally unnecessary. It's, yeah, it's like I said, you you lit like one of the biggest villains in the Justice League's Rogues Gallery and Superman's Rogues Gallery. It's like you're, you've already done it. You're pissing it away. Yeah. And like, and like I said, as much as I like, I don't, like I said, as, as much as I would like to see like Gorilla Grodd be a, the villain in like Justice League, as that'd be entertaining and like kind of going with the Justice League vibe, they're never gonna do such a thing. So yeah. it's like, why waste Doomsday? Yeah, you didn't need to waste Doomsday. You could have saved that. It's and, it's definitely unfortunate. It it had to be like that because. You know, now, now you've got, and I, like, like I said, though, there's going to be, you know, you've got like 50% of your, your audience that really enjoyed it, which is great. I'm so, I'm glad for those people that really enjoyed it. And then you have 50% of the people like us who really just did well, not yeah, enjoy like I said, it. Well, I mean, like, like I said too, like, um, Batman's rogues gallery is so much more well known than Superman's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, his rogues gallery is part of why people love Batman. Mm-hmm. They're so eclectic. Superman, like, okay, so you have Doomsday, you have Darkseid. Which, Darkseid's kind of also more of a Justice League villain, too, but it's like... So those are your two, like, main... Bi- and Lex Luthor. Those are your main villains. So it's like, if you had to... En- and nobody... Unless you're a really big comic book fan, you don't... Most people don't know, like, Flash's villains. You're not going to have Captain Boomerang or Captain Cold be the fucking villain of a Justice League film. You're not going to have Ares of, for, from Wonder Woman be like the the villain for a Justice League yeah. film. You're not going to have Killer Frost or Sinestro. So it's kind of like... So for a Justice League villain, it's got to be somebody big. Doomsday's big. Yeah. You're wasting Doomsday. Because it's not like when you think of like a big Justice League villain, you're not going to be like... Well, who's a big Superman? The Toy Man. Let's yeah, let's have you know Toy Man or Brainiac. As much as I'd like to see again, Brainiac. Brainiac's never been a uh, Superman villain in the films. He's a big Superman villain. They'll probably never do that. No, they'll never do. You know, it, it'll be basically Dark Side or uh, Doomsday and Luther. But it's like you already wasted them. Luther's gonna be for now on relegated to a background character scheming yep. in the background. Mm-hmm. 
And like uh, maybe so, maybe revealed overall, it's like I was the master pl- plan behind it, but not you yeah. know not anything. You're never gonna get him as like a main yeah. main villain now. So, so. And, and the same thing with Doomsday. Doomsday's been killed off, but it's like you could bring him back because he was created from the Zod ship. But at the yep. same time, it's like he'll never be the main. It won't be yeah. impactful in any sort. And so, it, it, like I said, it's it's just yeah terrible, terrible waste and poor planning on their part. Because, like I said, when they, if they, because the next, the, obviously the next villain for when they do get the Justice League is going to be Dark Side. If they ever get the Justice League 2, they'll be scrambling around going like, oh shit, who do we do? And for almost from the film itself, you can't like do like the Joker because from what the film shows you is like the Joker's probably dead by now or either been captured. Because you have that quick little scene with uh, Batman, and he's in the Batcave, and you see, like, an old bat suit, and it's got spray painted on, like... Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you know, like, from the Joker. Yeah, like, it was like, from the Joker. Like, yeah. uh, you know, like, oh, we'll do this forever, Batman! Yep. So, uh, you know, obviously... And I know Jared Leto's playing the Joker of the Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad, which is, you know, kind of like as the next film coming out, which that's going to be the next film out. It's like, they're doing this... What do you think about it? It's like, they're doing Suicide Squad before Justice League. <laughs> Yeah. Just to think about that. They're doing a fucking Suicide Squad. So you got like Amanda Waller and like in charge of the Suicide They're doing a Suicide Squad film before the Justice League. They better pray all these films do well. Yeah. So, so they can finally get to it. Finally get to it. It, t- like it. it only takes one really bad film to fuck everything up. Green Lantern fucked everything. They had to reboot everything because Ryan Reynolds' <laughs> Green Lantern yeah. was that fucking bad. Yeah. And that's like, and that's sad. So, I mean, it's, like I said, like, it's kind of like, they they need to sit down when Civil War comes out. Watch that. <laughs> watch, watch. Watch Marvel Civil War yeah, and just watch, figure out how yeah, you're going to do watch, Basically, movie. probably watch all the Marvel films and be like, that's what we need to yeah. do. I think like, a lot like, of people kind of, like, kind of like with like Iron Man two. Like I, I didn't see it, but when I heard like Whiplash, is it was like really Whiplash, and it's probably like, oh yeah, maybe you want to throw some of the B villains in some of these films to be yeah. the lead, so you can be like, oh yeah, you know, and then save the big ones for like the, the big, you know, big times. Yeah. So like, if you do like another Batman film before Justice League, maybe have the Mad Hatter be the villain. Yeah, you may not take it as seriously, but maybe do that because you don't want to waste. Like, you know, a yeah. Justice League level villain. Definitely. On something that could have been used there. All and, right. We got to wrap this up. I don't know how many people are have have joined us throughout our two plus hours of uh, conversation about uh, Batman very, versus well, Superman. It's, it's but very impassioned. I, it is. We're very passionate about this one. I think I'm going to mm. have to warn people to turn their volume down a little bit when oh, we watch I'm it. yelling. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. yelling through half of it saying how... You're like Hillary Clinton delivering her speeches. Oh my, don't say that. <laughs> um, punching the dead. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we'll, we'll wrap this up. But I want to I want to end with um, so out of uh, ten um, batarangs, what would you give Batman? Four out of ten. Okay, yeah, yeah. I it, would. Say, it's almost. A, it's almost a three out of ten. You know, but. honestly, I'm like a little. I'm always more generous than you. I've got to say, I'd probably give it a five. I wasn't I, like I said. I wasn't like I left. Like if like I said, if I'm looking at my phone, yeah, anytime during the movie, wondering how long it's been, 
then you failed. Yeah, then you and have I, not captured your attention. Yeah, you have not captured because I don't like I'm like when I go to the movies, I'm pretty just in the theater. I'm pretty strict. I don't ever really look at my phone. Yeah, I don't like talking to whoever I go to the movies. Which I was talking to throughout the entire film with you, and this being like, well, this makes no sense. Yeah. This is fucking stupid. Usually, if it's a good movie, I'll sit there quietly, not like, don't bother me, don't talk to me, I won't do yeah. my phone or anything, I'm just going to enjoy, take everything in this, I'm like, this makes no fucking sense, this is fucking stupid, this is bullshit, this is this, how long has this been going, oh my god, this, like, this will never end, it. this film was not enjoyable, even though, like, some of the action in this film is, like, it is done well, and I do think Affleck and Cavill are good as Batman and Superman, they're not given enough to do. The direction's bad. Jesse Eisenberg is not good as Luther. I think if he, like I said, if he played a role different, like the Riddler, he would have been much more enjoyable mm-hmm. and much more to that character. Wonder Woman's given nothing to do in this film, except the very end. And the fact that it's setting up for the Justice League, because at the very end, Affleck's like saying, round up all the other superhumans, and Wonder Woman's like, why? He's like, because we're going to form a team together. And she's like, do you think they will? He's like, oh, I know they will. They will. And it's setting up, like, you know, a Justice League film. Yeah. And, I, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. But at the same time, it's like, it did not do enough for me to, like, be astounded by, like, the Justice League is coming. Yeah. So it's it, it just, yeah. It, it fails. It fails. It fails on that mark. All right. Well... We, I said five out of ten. Well, yeah, I'm gonna give a synopsis of your thoughts. Or... Well, I think I have, but um, yeah, I would say that I, I, I think that there's parts of it that did intrigue me for Batman vs Superman, but for the most part, when you have about an hour and a half, that's really a fat rele- yeah relegated to like just building up. Um, the main portion of the plot. And then even that is kind of wiped away when Lex Luthor gives Superman the, not even, it's not even a choice, but basically like you have to fight Batman because ultimate, I have your ult- mother. Ult- ultimatum, yeah. It's an yeah. ultimatum. Um, that is kind of like just wiping the slate clean for what we've seen in the past hour and a half or so. And so that's very frustrating. And like, and like I said, that totally ignores like Clark, Ken's character, like, yeah. like he could, like, oh, you have my mother, yeah, and he would, you could he, just go he, find her, yeah, and yeah. kill all everybody. In, that's instantaneously, there. Yeah. yeah, flown off, like, cause he, like, he flies over to Africa to save in the beginning of the film to save yeah. Lois. It's, like, it's instant, yeah. It's like, so there's like, he does it because I mean, I, I guess you could make the argument he's doing because it's, it's t- tugging at his heart, and so he's like, he doesn't know what to do, but it's like, Superman's not dumb. Yeah, you know, Lex would have to come up with a little bit more complex of a plot to make him to do something like that, to like make him fight Batman. Like he'd have to like have like so many fail safes in place in that right. of capturing his mother to make sure that he wouldn't be able to get there successfully for it to happen. Yeah, so I mean, those elements they they definitely bugged me. Um, but I would say that, you know, I did, there were some moments that I enjoyed. So that's why I'm giving it like a, a five out of 10, like a 50%. There, that there were some moments I that like Alfred. Yeah. Alfred is fun in his who, little, who, who, who was it? I don't even know. Um, I'm not sure. I feel bad for not paying attention to that, but yeah, I don't know who um, that was. Um, 
But I, yeah, there's I mean, always I, that tires missing. Michael Caine, like some people just yeah. watch the world burn, Master Bruce. I know. I did like. I did like Alfred. I but, liked him because he drank hard whiskey, uh, hard liquor. <laughs> but unfortunately, there's just not enough here. Um, Alfred is Jeremy Irons. Oh, um, there's just not enough here that really held my interest, and that's that's the biggest thing is that you expect a superhero film to hold your interest, and when Batman vs Superman does not hold your interest. There's something wrong with that. I'm not blaming any one person. I know that it's difficult to adapt a, a, a such a a story, a storied, storied uh, series like Batman and Superman into one. But they've really, I would say that I think they could have gone a number of different ways and done it better. And so that's really where this the, the film fails. But like I said, if you enjoyed it, I'm really glad for you. I'm, I'm glad that you did. And I, I don't have any like issues with you like saying like I really loved it. So I know like everybody wants to make it into kind of like a discussion of like, oh, you didn't like it. Well, you're wrong. Well, it's that's not true. I mean, obviously you're not you're not wrong for liking it, and I'm really glad. And you know, I, I don't want to be interested. I because I haven't really paid attention to the social media, on mm-hmm. it. so I'd be kind of interested in seeing what people who actually liked it and seeing what they thought of it had to say about yeah. like some of the things that we're bringing up that yeah. are that we thought were like huge flaws yeah. for this film. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see how how many people even, that actually like, liked if, it. See, even if I viewed this as like a B movie campy thing, like it, it doesn't work at all. Yeah. So yeah, I, it's not. It's not really cuz it's not even really trying yeah. to be campy. Yeah, no, I'm saying like even if I tried like you tried view, to watch it like that. Viewing yeah. it like as like not taking it seriously, it still would be like oh, this is dreadfully boring. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I would I w- I too would be interested in seeing kind of what people who actually enjoyed the film what they yeah, uh, of why they enjoyed it, and and I mean that besides just saying like, well, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked I, I, it. I, I mean, like, I liked I, it because I like comics. I, I'd be like, well, explain further yeah. on because like I I needed to know in depthly why you enjoyed this and why like I'm sitting there going like having a brain aneurysm trying to figure out the bullshit of this film and how it doesn't you know does not make sense. Well, that's a good segue there. Let us know in the comments, like, why you, you know, if you liked um, Batman vs. Superman and why you liked it, or if you didn't like it, let us know why you didn't like it, too. Uh, you can email us at bloodandblackrumpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can hit us up on Facebook at Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Um, also on Twitter, it's uh, Ryan, R-Y-N-E-T-M-I-A-D-W. Um, so you can always tweet me there, and it'll get back to, to us together. And uh, any other things that you want, um, you know, you can listen in on iTunes, uh, listen to us on Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud is where our podcasts go up first, so we're, we're always up there first, and you can leave a comment for us. And, um, you know, again, let us know if there's anything else that you want us to cover as well, because we're open to pretty much anything. Now we've done superhero films, we've done black exploitation, we've done horror films, uh, we do everything. Have so. we done black exploitation? We did do black exploitation, yeah. Which film? We... Did we? Maybe we didn't. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm uh, imagining that. I don't think we did. Yeah, I told no, you. No, we to did watch westerns, Bla- but I told you I want to watch Black Caesar. I still have either. Black Caesar to watch, so we can do that. Maybe we'll do that next time because I don't really have anything for next time. So have you seen Unforgiven yet? No, that's on Netflix now. Oh, maybe so. Maybe we can do Unforgiven. You, you, I can't believe you call yourself a western fan. I never, do, and you've never seen Unforgiven. Well, maybe we'll do Unforgiven next time then. That's an option. Or Django. 
Or Django. Or The Hateful Eight, now that's out on DVD. Yeah. And Blu-ray. Or The Hateful Eight. <laughs> so we got a lot of options. I'm not sure, but we should be back probably next week to do another episode of the podcast. Um, next week won't be as high profile as Batman vs. Superman, probably, because I can't think of anything that's coming out that we really need to cover. We, we just did it for the hits. We did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road got us there, and then, you know, Batman vs. Superman, hopefully, is the next leaping Yeah. Show. I, well, I don't know, though, because we're coming up to a point where our podcast is the same length as the film, so I don't know how many people are, like, tuning in, like, oh, yeah, two and a half hours on Batman. Well, to be honest with you, at least when I listen to podcasts, the more I like the podcast, when I see, like, it's a longer episode, the more, the, like, the yeah. more I'm like, yeah! You're getting mileage out of it. I'm like, yeah! Yeah, that's right. So, all right, but, uh, yeah, so we'll see you next time on uh, Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Um, I don't know what we're covering, but... Uh, so it'll be a surprise for everybody. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But thanks for listening to our extremely long and extremely passionate podcast about uh, Batman versus Superman. V Superman. V Superman. Let it, uh, or five Superman. <laughs> Let us know uh, your thoughts on the film as well. Thanks for listening, guys.